Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Surfa CBD, grown by surfers for surfers to help you maintenance your body after a lifetime of surfing. Follow us on Instagram at Surfa, S-E-R-F-A, CBD. Use promo code late night with chalky at checkout for 20% off surfacbd.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yeah. Woo! Our guest this week is an artist, a writer, an event concert promoter, and he's bilingual and multicultural with over 35 years of international business, working with Department of Commerce, the EPA, Department of Energy, the U.S. Embassy, and a long list of other departments promoting businesses between the U.S. and Mexico. With his promotional background in public media relations and event production planning, he was contracted by the WSL in 2005 for the search, Rip Curl Search, Shut down in Me Mexico. Yeah, but his talents don't stop there. This guy, has an, he's an incredible artist, and he's one of the HBOG's underground legends of the 70s, and he was heavily involved in the surf and skate scene, and I can't wait to hear all about it, and I, I know our guests are going to be super stoked on this, and we welcome Roberto Chewy Madrigal. Woo! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Chewy. Chew. This, uh, I mean, all that stuff that he talked about. We, no one would ever know. I only scratch the surface too. Like I, this I is... mean, dude, you have a body of work, and you being an artist too, it's like incredible. Yeah. Like, thank you for sitting down today and, and oh, sharing thanks. your stories. Thank you guys for inviting me. I've been yeah. wanting to come and talk to you guys for some time. And I've I've only heard of the too. legend Chewy because <laughs> I'm a I'm a Grom, you know, yeah. like. You know, I heard you're running deep with the HBOG guys in the, in the you know, late 60s, early 70s, and I, I was a little 80s grom, you know, yeah. so I'm a, I'm a decade behind. So let, let me... Uh, that means we're old guys. Yes. Yeah. Let me okay, give a no. shout out and a thank you to Retro Surf Series. Wait, was it? Retro? Yeah. Retro, yeah. Ricky Blake. Ricky Blake. For, yeah, he's a good friend. 
for um, he's the one that suggested that we talk with you and get your story, and I'm like, hell yeah, set it up. So thank you, Ricky Blake, Retro Surf Series. But um, dude, we got a lot to talk about. Let's start at the beginning. Tell okay. us uh, where where you came from and all that. Okay, let me just I'll start out where, where I was born. I was born in a in the state of Colima, which is south of Guadalajara, but on the beach. You know, it's, it's a small sugar clump state. It's uh, that's where where uh, we got all kinds of waves there, and those waves, sunset kind, you know, yeah, huge tumping. Oh yeah, and you and I I've been promoting surfing in Mexico to promote it because I wanted Mexico to get on the map. Right. And uh, was there a lot of surfers back then there too? Or? No, there's some. Yeah. But uh, is that where you started there. surfing there? No, no, I would have drowned in that. Yeah. <laughs> no. I started surfing when I, when uh, my family moved to Lakewood, California. Lakewood. As a matter of fact, yeah. I guess we were neighbors at one time. I yeah, know, yeah. What, what age? Oh, I, I was just my my father. <clears throat> let me tell you who my, my family was in Mexico. My, we were the Madrigals in Colima, and that's where the the governors uh, state are and stuff, and uh, and uh, it's uh, a colonial city. Yeah. You know, so, and I was, uh, my, I was born in this, this the, my, my, my father and my mother owned this place that was called the casino. It wasn't really a casino. It was a, it was a big hotel, a colonial place with big arches and stuff. Nice. Wow. And uh, I was born in, in there. And in those days, you could, you could be born at home. Yeah. So, and um, unfortunately, you know, when I, I was a twin. And my, wow. my little brother didn't make it, and I did, you know, and I, uh. And they always made jokes about me eating my little brother because he didn't make it and I did. Survival of the fittest. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, at birth. Yeah, yeah. At birth he didn't. Yeah. Okay. He did. He, he, because of the, let's just say that the doctor or medical services were not as yeah. as well adapted as a peer, for example, or in, or in big cities. So my little brother didn't make it. Ugh. You know, but I did. So that's why I saying that I was like, you know, I, I had my brother in me. That's why I was such a crazy kid. <laughs> so in the casino, it was a two-story, beautiful place. And I'll, I'll give you a link so you can see how cool I, I was born. <laughs> and uh, so um, it was a, a, a caddy corner from the, the palace, the governor's palace of the state of Colima. Nice. You know, so nice affluent nice area, nice, you know, oh, little area. Shit. So, yeah. and I lived across the street in front from from the Parque Morelos, which is like one of the main parks in Colima. So, and the big cathedral church was on one side of the there, and then there was uh, the governor's palace, and then Cat Corner was our, our places over here. And it was, uh, we had a uh, the uh, hotel, the casino hotel, and then within that same building it was the you know my mom and dad's uh it was a a restaurant bar nice you know part of the hotel or just on the same yeah, property no, 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 part of part yeah. of the hotel and, the and my house my yeah. house attached to it our, our house i don't say yeah. my house but you know we, my sister was born there and i was born there and we lost two little kids uh, in the family we, uh, because of bad medical services so uh, you know, I, we, I started out with my...
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. My little cycle career, since I was a little kid, because, you know, we were big on the slingshot, okay? Yeah. If you want to hit with a rock, you're across the street, I can hit you in a rock. Yeah. No problem. And then, you know, we had a, we collected little 3D frogs and we, turtles and... We hung out at the at the park, at Morelos Park, it was called. And then around that main place, there was a another, another couple of hotels there. That our other my little other buddies that we were on this club called. Imagine like a Mexican our gang. <laughs> little little rascals, little rascals, for like sure. a little rascals. Yeah. And you know, and, and and of course, since we lived in the main park, we know our, our parents are like a wealthy side of the society of yeah. the town. So my, my dad owned two, two uh, barbershops on the east side of the park, and then the hotel, and then my other friends, they had another, their mom owned another hotel on the other side of the park. So we were all from that. And then that another, was your block. Yeah, yeah and then another one, of my, uh, his nickname was Chicho, and he, his parents owned the big toy store in town, so we had BB guns. Nice. <laughs> we got all the good stuff. <laughs> we had all the good stuff. Yeah. So and we used to fight against the poorer kids down down the slope of the from the park down to where the school was and our club was you know like the West Side Boat Riders. Yeah. yeah. We were we were the the Hawks. No, excuse me, we were the Lions. Yeah, we were the Lions. And the poor kids were the, the black cards. There used to be a, a, a cartoon uh, magazine that was called the the Black Hawks, you know, they were they had the big the yellow circle with a hawk head, and that's what did them. And, and we had like battles, battles with slingshot you, battles. You can get hurt if yeah, you get, you get yeah, messed you up. Know, you get, yeah. If you had me over here and I shot you with, from here and hit you in the head, they would you be hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, so it wasn't like this kind of it was yeah. just slingshot battles with BB guns and sometimes big old giant rocks. So we would go down to the area. Down where the hawks lived, <laughs> and we would go down there to have these big wars, and they had these long, they call them callejones, they're like big, big alleys, mm-hmm. and then then they had fruit uh, orchards and stuff. So, you know, they sometimes they, they, they those kids they go on on the orchards on the inside, and we were in the alley. You had these big old giant rocks flying over the fence, you know. So, you guys would. But we, but we were deadly, yeah. deadly with the sling shots. So we had a, a good time, you know, and, and we were sort of crazy. I was one of the craziest kids. <laughs> and I had a nickname there 
did I refer see after I give you my email? I had a nickname, and my nickname was M A R I L E S, Mariles. And Mariles at one time was, he was one of the guys that, uh, in the Mexican army, they were uh, equestrian uh, capable. Yeah, they were there. And they went, they went to Europe during during the Hitler days. When they had the Olympics in, in, in Germany, I think it was. And they, yeah, and, we, and they, they kicked their ass. And, <laughs> and they, the Mexicans won, like, I don't know how many gold medals. And, and Mariles, he was a general, he won a bunch of gold medals, and this whole team just wiped out on nice. the, of the Euros. Wow. So it was sort of a trip. So anyway, that's how it started. And, that's in, and everybody, if I go today to down there and see some of the old-timers, they call me Mariles. They don't that's call awesome. me Shuey. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they all knew me, and I was... You, st- so, I was you still go down there and visit a lot? Sometimes. Or, I, mean, I used to go surfing down there. Yeah. I didn't start surfing, though. And back in those days, there was a place with, uh, where the uh, fear had been to, 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 what do you call it, to... Uh, Pas- no, Pascuales. Oh, Pascuales. Oh, yeah. Colima and a smokes Pascual, uh, Puerto Escondido because we, it was almost imagine a Mexican sunset. Yeah. Wow. So I, I started recommending it to, to some of my friends and I, I recommended it uh, when I started... Uh, my friends hated me for being a promoter of stand-up paddling, okay? Yeah. I, I call them, oh, chili. I thought, what are you doing with the sweepers? That's the column of sweepers. The sweepers, yeah. And so, I just couldn't help it, but give me shit. Yeah. Well, and let's I, go back, though. So you you lived in Mexico, Colima. Yes. Um, your parents had an amazing business, right? Yeah. Hotels, barbershops. Some people saying, what do you see? The, the link. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you moved to you Lakewood. moved to Lakewood. What what was well, uh, my my father got killed in a in a car wreck. Oh, shit. When I was five years old, so you know I I didn't have a lot of experience with my dad, but he was well known and I, I you know everybody always says that I, I know everybody, but my dad knew everybody too. Yeah, he knew everybody knew him, and uh, and everybody knew Mariles because I was my dad's son. Right? Yeah. So he he would take me to. Uh, Pascuales when I was a little guy, you know, and I, and then the, the, the governor would go and the, uh, all the heavies of the, of the state would go to Pascuales. The place is quite right in front, in front of Pascuales. It's called the Hammocks of the Major, <laughs> which is in English is the, I mean, the Spanish is Las Hamacas del Mayor, which is right where the river comes out at Pascuales. At, uh, Pascuales in, uh, the town is called Tecoman, and it's there's it a bunch of different places on that beach that is gnarly, you know. And it's like it was gnarly, and it was famous for sharks. Wow! Like because of the river flow, and they yeah, like they liked and, all and the, the, It was like tiger sharks. Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean, they call them tiger sharks because they call them they call them because uh, they have stripes. I don't know if you have seen the. Yeah. They have stripes on them, and you know that some people you could disappear. Out yeah. There. I almost disappeared a couple of times. After I learned how to surf, and I went down there to go surfing, I went, and I took uh, Vince Klein and some and Hawaiian friends of mine. We go down there, and they're fuck. Yeah. So, so why your your father died in a car accident? Is that why you guys moved? Well, to the when my father got killed in a car wreck, 
him and his buddy, well, his best friend, and they had they used to go out and party. There's a place called El Salto, which uh, they go down there and drink, and they take they didn't take my mom or their wives. They took yeah their girlfriends. Yeah, and in Pascuales they take their girlfriends. And it was famous this one time. There was a governor that came, Governor Gudino. He was out there. This is a good Mexican macho story. So they they're out they were out there with the, with the chicks and you know they're all drinking and stuff and I could go up because I was a little kid I didn't know how to tell my mom who was that lady my mom my dad was like <laughs> that's not <I>, mom <laughs> I was not I was clueless at that point but anyway so the governor's out there with his chick and he had a but that uh, driver they call him the the horse or something like that he has a nickname so he was out there with his chick and then. In Pascuales, even besides being big waves, there's a lot of currents. And if you ever know anybody who goes surf down there, it's, it's not a tame place to go surfing. So anyway, he took the governor took his wife out there, and when uh, he was out there swimming with his chick, he's a governor Gudino, <laughs> and he was, that the story is famous because he was out there with his chick, and, and uh, so he's out there, and his girlfriend starts. You know, doing the help, help. So uh, he, his driver swam out there to save the governor's life. Yeah. And uh, he did what a good gentleman would do for his chick. Save my girl. <laughs> so, so he got saved and he didn't. You know, he drowned. No wow. way. No, governor drowned. Yeah. Wow. And she, and he got, she, the, the driver saved her. Wow. So. That's what the thing Famous was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, you know, I was a little kid. I didn't know what surfing was. There was no surfers there. Yeah. There was sharks, so, you know, and, and have you ever heard of that, that Las Hadas? No. Remember Dudley Moore? Yeah. And Bo Derek? Yeah. And okay. Ten? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's another place that was a, a, a big, uh, and I'll show you some photos because I, I used to do fashion photography after I got big. So this guy. <laughs> so they, uh, and and I took Vince Klein down in and his Tammy Green. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of American chicks out there, and I went out there for, took photos, and it was a killer place. So uh, um, it was uh, the waves were always big, but I, I didn't know what big waves were. Right. You know, I didn't even know any. I didn't even know what surfing was. Yeah. Know, there was no surfing there. Yeah. So anyway, my dad got killed. And uh, when my, my dad got killed, uh, you know, my mom went, you know, and she went so, crazy. Yeah. yeah so um, my mom got a big, a, a big, because we were on the wealthier side of the community. My my um, my mom got a insurance settlement, a pretty good size. Yeah. So when Inheritance. He, she went and bought another hotel that was in front of another government building that was uh, just a little bit off the park. And uh, we uh, we were there for a long time, and then my my grandmother, of course, she was like the best grandma in the whole world. She, one of her daughters, came to rescue her from being in Colima, beautiful place. Though, but, but she, since my grandma had gotten a big old chunk of money, and then my aunt wanted to relieve her of that burden. <laughs> They, they moved to Ensenada. So we went basically following my grandma because he was our family. Yeah. But my, 
I have a whole other story on my grandfather's side, which is my mom's dad. They were, they were like cowboys with guns in their hands, and if, you know, you start fucking with those guys, they, you get shot out in the cantina, you get yeah. your ass killed. Like, this is like what, what, what era? Like back in the sixties? No, seventies. Uh, well, I was born in nineteen forty-nine. Oh wow! So thirties so and forties. Yeah, they, but were, we, they, they were out there. They were they were famous. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Ch- the Chavita Gonzalez's. They were, you know, they were like a, a whole bunch of them. They ran this this town or the that rural area. It's called, it was called uh, Minatitlan. It was so a, it was are they kind of like town. banditos slash cartel or? Oh no no no! There was there was the cartel world word came what, right from the Colombians. Not, yeah. oh. There was no cartels in those days. Okay. And then, then what started happening there later it was a Mexican mafia. That's what we did have a Mexican mafia. Yeah. And if you watch seen those movies, uh, the, the television show called Narcos. Yes. Okay, the guy that's right now the the big dog in Narcos. Chapo? No, or... Chapo. He he said little guy come, came later. The the his name was Miguel Feliz Gallardo. He they they called him El Flaco, which means the skinny guy. And they came into being, and he was famous because he. He brought all the different groups of Mexican mafia guys that were all over Mexico and turned them into a more mellow deal. You know? Organized. Yeah, organized. It made everybody have their stake. Like, hey, nobody's going to yeah, bother you if they, you're over here. They again. organized what, what's, what is now known as plazas. Mm-hmm. And then they organized that. And, and Miguel Felix Gallardo, who that's, they call him there, that's his name, El Flaco, he... He mellowed everybody out and organized them so they leave everybody else alone. Smart. And they, and they got they got bloodier as things started moving along. Yeah. Because you and know, your grandpa was part of that. No, my grandpa he was oh. a rancher. Oh. And he but he owned he owned like like sixteen hundred hectares. Wow. There's a lot of land. Yeah. And you know, right there we're at the foot of the two volcanoes. There's a. a Snow volcano and the volcano of fire is called, and that's where what's his name moved. I I met him in Tahiti. Uh, what's his name? He's a really good surfer. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. So going back, you 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 moved to Ensenada with your yeah, grandma. Yeah, because my grandma my grandma mm-hmm. lived in Ensenada, but we moved in Tijuana, and my mom opened up two little restaurants. Okay. So. So your mom was an entrepreneur too, like. Well, she she knew how to do restaurants. Yeah. So they, uh, she moved in, in uh, not far for, from the uh, Caliente racetrack. Mm. That's where the Ariano Felix came from. And uh, Mr. Alicio, he's the guy that came down to the, uh, you know, a bunch of orphanages in the area. So they did that. And, uh, and then my, my aunt, you know, she was like a real pretty lady in Colima and uh, she got pregnant so my mom brought her with us when we moved you know we didn't move to Ensenada we moved to TJ and then she met some American guy and then they got married and they moved to Lakewood <laughs> so it was your aunt or cousin no my aunt your aunt okay my aunt Teresa and, and she's a real pretty lady and we lived almost right down the street from from Snow White Dairy. Remember that was Paul Dairy? Yeah. This is a Snow White Dairy. Okay. They were closer to to St. Pancras's. Okay. <laughs> so so you know that's the way I started going up and then I 
Um, so so I, your aunt met an American and we, in, we all, in Tijuana. In Tijuana. And then she, I guess they fell in love and then they got married and she moved up. And then later after she moved up, then my mom, uh, we came across the border back in the days. It was easy you know, with, with a passport. So she, once we moved, my aunt moved and she helped my my mom get immigrated, you know, green card immigration. Yeah. So, because, you know, when I say I moved, it wasn't, I didn't move, but it Family moved didn't. me. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you when you finally moved to the well, States? Well, I was in sixth grade. Okay. You know, and I, sixth grade, I was sixth grade student body president. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I went to Alondra Junior High School. Uh-huh. And I was student body president there, too. You know, so... I, I so like you to, already speaking good English? No, I learned how to speak English because I used to always, when I was talking in English, I would say, and then, and then, <laughs> and then. That was like my word to leading to everything. So uh, I went to... Uh, so I learned Spanish and I watched cartoons and I watched television. English. And you, you learn how to speak the language. So... Cartoons. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So then we... Uh, uh, we uh, we moved there, and then we uh, then we moved away from my aunt because we lived with our, my aunt at first, but there were she had too many kids, and so we just went uh, on our own. <laughs> yeah. So Lakewood, you started off living, and then and then where'd you guys move? Stayed stayed in Lakewood, or you moved? Well, oh yeah, I was still in Lakewood, and then I, Lakewood. That's where you go to Lakewood Elementary. It went next to San Pancratius. <laughs> yeah. So I went to that church, by the way. Nice. It was a Catholic church that we all went to. And we, and we were right across the fence because we were in elementary school. Uh, it's it's called Lake Elementary. And they were on the other side of the fence. So and That's so in Pancratius. So, so we went from there. And um, I, then from there I went to, uh, to uh, Lakewood, I mean, uh, Alondra Junior High School. And that's when, when John Kennedy got murdered. Mm-hmm. You know, that was in ninth grade when he got killed. You know, everybody's crying and stuff, and because everybody loved. You know, I just, I would just got there, and not not really just got there, but everybody loved John F. Kennedy. He was a good guy. So I started mingling. I started skateboarding. You know, we yeah. and we would. Now everybody says they invented skateboarding because I, I took my sister's uh, skate shoes and cut them in half, and that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who they did it or whatever it was, but what we did is we opened up to sing on South Street, off of Downey and South Street. There was a place called Blackjacks, and there was a skating rink. You know, where you go and yeah, indoor yeah, skate like that, yeah. and skate backwards and then all that stuff. And you do the to, hokey pokey, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when we we I mean I've, I've always been good at making friends. So I met the manager of Blackjacks and. Pretty soon, I, I owned some old skates, and I chopped them up in half. And, and, and our our friend's dad was one of the teachers at the school. Mister shop shop teachers shop teachers yeah. And then so, of course, we had everything there, and then we got him involved in our shit. So, you know, we started us. making your own skateboards. Yeah, and then and we made like surfboard skateboards. So yeah, killer we, shapes and yeah, but we didn't have. Tails in those days, just right. a straight plank. Just yeah, yeah and just small. Carved, huh? They really them around. Yeah, like you, the metal they wheels. Were, yeah, yeah. But no, at the metal wheels, 
because we knew the manager and he gave us the, the skates, old skates yeah. we had clay wheels clay wheels at first it was clay wheels this is before um, Nasworthy it was no no uh, no urethane yet yeah urethane yeah, but we had clay yeah you know and then we had those of course everybody was always making the you get like a a kit no like a wooden box and then you put a, get them put them on a two by six a piece of two by six and, and you, we were making those things that like, like the scooters oh, like a yeah. box car yeah little, yeah like a, and a box car too you, you put your one uh, let's say a, a two by six across in front yeah, and you put wheels on and the, you put yeah a rope yeah like this and so you put one foot on each side of the yeah two by six and we just push I actually made my daughter's uh, one of those a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, so you can go down the hill and you know, all you have to do is push it like this yeah, and you can yeah. turn. So that's where we started skateboarding. And then. Did you see skateboarders already? or No, there wasn't no, those. Those little <laughs> the skateboards about this big, they're red, and they had steel wheels. Yeah. That was a deadly man. So, so we just. Uh, but you saw those. And then started making your own. Well, we made our own because we had skate shoes yeah. with wheels, and when we we cut them in half. Yeah. And then we had we had them cherry skateboard shapes because it was surfboards. Yeah. And then we could do kick kick turns like because uh, in Lakewood, if you remember this, every house had a steep uh, driveway. driveway. Yeah. So we go in. You know, it's so, kind of cook turns, but we were you see you knew surfing. You, you watched it. And you like, oh yeah, trying because to there was a bunch of surfers in the neighborhood. Awesome. And right in our neighborhood, you wouldn't believe it, but my when we went to junior high school, even in sixth grade, I had my my, my best friend's dad was like a senior captain of Western Airlines, and then he he hung out with some surfer dudes, hmm. and guess who the surfer dudes were? Ole Olson. He, oh, wow. he was the one, and Ole Olson would, you know, his mom, uh, my friend's mom was Levine, no, Laverne Steen was her name, you know, and I had a crush on her because I was a little kid, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Ole would come over and, you know, and they try to hit on her. I'll take the kids surfing, hence if I could hang out. Well, come on. What, what it was is that she she had friends that were like stewardesses, but hot chicks, yeah. stewardesses. So we go to Oli's shop right here in uh, Sunset. Wow. Before Bruce Jones came into the picture, so we would take us down there and then. Uh, and, so this and, was junior high, you saying? No, this is. Elementary school still? No, no, this is like sixth grade and into seventh. And okay. after that, after we got into seventh grade, they were big time. So they would, would they, his mom had this big ass Oldsmobile that they could fit fifty boards in the trunk. <laughs> you can. They're so big. So we, would she drive us to Oli's and, and so Oli, of course, they go, hey you guys, do you want to? You want to go use some boards and go surfing? You just grab one, the boards over there in the rack. Old boards, you know, youth boards. Yeah. So no, no, like teaching you, like, hey, come out, just grab yeah. the boards and you go do it, it yourself. Yeah. Get, get out of my hair. Get, go, go to the because beach. they want to hang, hang, and hustle talk to the ladies. Yeah. So we do that. And it was Sunset Beach. Yeah, right there, Surfside Sunset, right yeah. there. What? Where the hobby shop? Still, the location still there, across the street from the liquor store. Yeah. Right wow. there. So we go out there and go surfing. You know, try so to. So that's go how you got introduced to we, surfing. 
Yeah, because we, Oli. Because also we got Oli introduced us into surfing, but he didn't hang out and teach us how to surf. You right. know, you're on your own. So we uh, sometimes they 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 would they would take us to the pee hole and we'd paddle out, and there was guys already there that like uh, ripping. They were real surfers, you know. Yeah. Besides the guys, the guys, there's two guys in our area, but we were the Paramount Surfing Association. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a guy named uh, Dennis Breer and a guy named Bob Nolan, and there was a crew of surfers from there. And if you like started getting good on the skateboard, and you get to meet the boys, and then the boys would take you under their wing, and pretty soon you're like taking you to the beach. And sometimes uh, you have to prove yourselves. Dennis Breer would would. With, and Kim McNulty they used to borrow the mom's car or the mom would you know she wanted to hang around the young guys too so they take us down to Sylvie's Jetty and we go you know you could just walk all the fucking way out there and, and it was, the waves were really good because you could break you could get walk way outside we've been at the have yeah. you guys ever surfed to people Warm water. yeah, yeah. it's like it's when I got 80 coming out of there you know yeah. So, yeah. Shit, yeah. so we would surf there and um and we met there's a guy named that kind of took us on under his wing uh, it became a uh, reverend later his name was Tom Norell he's a skinny unreal surfer you know yeah. so he, he those guys to take you under their wing and then in those days it was uh, all the harbor guys the older guys like Rich Chu and nice. and Tom Mori and all those guys pretty soon start taking taking us under the wing and the better we got the more they let us surf over there by 13th Street, you know, wow. when the waves are, yeah. you get pounded, and we were just South side. The South side. Yeah. yeah. 13th Street, man. It like, I think they like, So, did anybody ever teach you how to surf, or you just did it? Well, it was all, Tom Norell was one of the guys that taught us. And yeah. That, that was just, in, it wasn't just Tom Norell, but it was the guys that were older, that just as his age. So, we learned how to... <coughs> We learned how to surf from them, those guys. You know, yeah. They taught us how to jump up anyway. Yeah. How cool. How? Wait, do you remember what board you... Yeah, we had a board. Oli gave us, me and my buddy, uh, uh, this, they called a Dextra, and it was, they used to sell them at Sears. Dextra. At Sears? D-E-X-T-R-A. Wow. And you got Sears. And they sold them at Sears and Roebuck? Yeah. Surfboards. So, surfboards. Wow. And they're like... Dog shit surplus, but nevertheless, yeah. we got we um, Hobie. I mean Hobie. Uh, uh, Oli had a Dextra there, and he gave it to me and my my buddy. So we used to, you know, the parents couldn't always take you to the beach. So, however, we would, you know, when you had when we were little kids, you got your buddy, and your buddy carries the front, and you carry the back, <laughs> or you carry the front, and you, they carry the back. You know, so. Big boards, heavy. It wasn't heavy, but yeah, it wasn't light. Like you can't put them under your arms. You got to no, carry. You, yeah, you, you couldn't can, race around them. No. So you you kind of got into surfing pretty young then, like seventh yeah. seventh grade, eighth, sixth grade, sixth seventh, seventh grade. We were already surfing and skateboarding. So it's amazing. Yeah. Right. And I was always guns to the wall, guns to the wall, skateboarder. You know, so I I, I didn't. I wasn't scared. So we would go to. Uh, now, was there a lot of skateboarders and surfers? All the neighborhoods had skateboarders, you know. At, uh, in, in Lakewood? Everywhere, because they were pumping uh, the shitty skateboards, the steel wheel ones. Yeah. So, that's Waldo. <laughs> so anyway, we, uh, we, we used to walk from Lakewood right there by the, by the church, 
we lived close in that close vicinity. I lived on, right across the street from Lakewood Elementary. So we get this, uh, the board and meet. We'd walk it all the way to South Street and Lakewood Boulevard in front of Bob's Big Boy. <laughs> and then a hitchhike? Yeah, we'd hitchhike right from the corner. <laughs> but but it, was like, it was a cruel hitchhiking experience because, you, you know, we'd all hitchhike in with the board on the ground and, you know, we had our moms made us lunches and shit. So we were, uh, so we went there and hitchhiking and, and then the cruel fucking high school dudes were to go there. <laughs> They come and they, they, they go speeding by Bob's Big Boy where we were standing there hitchhiking and they go and they park across the highway over there. On and they the, wave you over? Yeah. So we'll give you a ride. They kind of run out there take with off. <laughs> take off on us. That happened a couple <laughs> times? <laughs> that happened a couple times? Let's watch these kids. Uh, it didn't happen just a couple of times. It happened all the time. You know, it just depends. It's so awesome. So, um, <laughs> you wish you had your slingshot then, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes we had the because we had like we were like the so-called rich kids. We had this, the ones that you could put on your wrist, wrist rocket, and you go hold it like this, and they, they, they kind of clamp on the brace. Yeah. Right. So you go really stable and <laughs> sometimes because we were the rich kids. Sometimes we we could nail you with. Ball bearings. Oh shit! Fucking like, or marbles. You marbles know, are good. We were good, oh, you know. So, so, so one time my, my buddy couldn't. I wanted to go surfing, and the waves were good. I know that. I knew that. And and my uh, my buddy couldn't couldn't go. He got in trouble. So I, I somehow I put my skateboard on on sort of like a skateboard a surf rack. Yeah. And I, I tied the I fastened the. Tail or tail to my board, you know, fin up, and rode your bike. I didn't need my my buddy. I just no, no. Are you kidding me? I was a kid and ride those fucking giant boards. <laughs> so I would, I, I I walked it to Bob's Big Boy on Lakewood and South Street, and then while I was waiting for there, I, I I'm, I'm hitchhiking and all of a sudden, oh, this guy this guy didn't park across the street. He parked right in front of me, you know. So he goes. He opens the door. He goes, "Hey, where you going, kid?" And I go, "Uh, <laughs> go to the pee hole." And he goes, "Yeah, get in." So he helped me put the board in his truck, and he had sort of like a, not a woody, but remember the old station wagon kind of cars that people surfers used to use. Yeah. So he helped me put his board in the car. And, okay, here we go. And so down Lakewood all the way to the beach. Nice. And he goes, uh, "Where you going?" I go, "The pee hole." He goes. You want to go to Huntington Pier? I go, oh, no, man, I'll never get back. <laughs> so I go, no, worry, I'll give you a ride back. So I go, okay. okay. And I kept on looking and, and, at him. And then you haven't been to Huntington before? That was no, I didn't. You've heard about it, though. Okay. You never, never even met this guy before? No. But yeah. I'm looking at him. I kind of knew him. I, I, I thought I knew him. And I go, I kept looking at him. And then he started talking to me about surfing and stuff. Okay. And we're on our way down to, uh, you know, we went right past Seal Beach. Jetty and uh, on PCH, and then it, it ends up being Mark Martinson. Shut what? the front door. You know what? Wow. Mark Martinson. <laughs> How much older is he than you? Oh, he's much older than me. Okay. He, he was like, like having the Hobie pick you up. So he was like in high school, and you were junior no, high. No, he's, he's already he's down the road from high school. Hmm. You know. So anyway, so he gave me a ride, and he, so he says like, and he. <laughs> I, 
But he asked me if I want to go to Huntington. I said, I, mean, no, I don't know, I'll never get back, it's too far. So he goes, don't worry, I'll bring you back. Because he was driving towards the beach from inland. Yeah. Right, so I, okay. So he brought me to Huntington and I met the Leonardo brothers and all the boys and then I met Chuck. Chuck Lennon. Chuck Lennon, yeah. Sick. So, and then from then I met Mike Doyle, I met uh, Cordy, I met uh, Sonny Vardaman, and those guys. And, then, and I was on fire uh, because I really wanted to learn how to surf because I uh, hung around. You get almost like... So you got really lucky by having... All those guys that Mike, got me. Mike Martinson. Yeah. Like pick you up and introduce you to all the yeah. HB locals. Yeah. And and older than than the guys that you know now, but it was like like Chick. Uh, Chick is a guy that, that used to be a plumber. He's a big fat guy from uh, Dana Point. Yeah. So. So then I uh, I also Mark started. You know, you always want to have a buddy with you. Well. Mark would pick me up or pick me and my friend up and take us to the pee hole and then pretty soon I'm friends with Richard Chu. And he wasn't and then I became part of the, the Seal Beach crew. And there was a bunch of nice. bunch of guys, guy Don Cardoza, a whole bunch of guys that were famous local kids. Yeah. Osberger, you were saying? I'm sorry? Kurt Osberger, right? Yeah, Kurt Osberger. And yeah. there's a bunch of guys from there. Like there was a guy named Ken Ferguson that was also a good surfer and Brad Elliott there's like this guy was shaping surfboards he's a little kid shaping fucking surfboards wow. he started shaping the elliptic shape which is like you know double, en double enders yeah wow. hmm. and he would shape them he's like a little kid I'm like fuck so we used to go surf with, with him right there and we used to surf at Silby's Jetty at, in the middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> anytime you could get down there we'll go yeah and so or do you get picked up by your sister? The sisters are always good drivers. So what was it like surfing Huntington? Because, you know, P-Hole, you know, like warm water there. It's kind of, you can walk out. There's a way to get in and out pretty easily. You go can to Huntington. walk right next to yeah. the jetty. Yeah. And yeah. it's like shallower than fuck. So yeah. You can a, lot, a lot of, uh, yeah, you could cast. And a lot of uh, and sand charts. Stingrays. stingrays. Yeah. Yeah. And it was almost like, this is, um, this is before Vietnam, but after we got to the point where it was Vietnam days. It was almost like we we, we kind of compared it later. But I mean, I mean, Vietnam didn't come until I was in high school. Wow, you know, junior high, yeah, uh, high school, and there was like a, it was almost like walking on mines. You know? So you would walk in. We, we invented the shuffling the feet on the sand so yeah. they didn't get blown up. <laughs> yeah, sand mines. So uh, so Seal Beach, you you. You were welcome in that little group. Little oh yeah, I was. Scene. I was. I was one of the boys. And then yeah, when I got boys. older and I got my own place, I was one of the boys. Period. You know, yeah. as, uh, the, all like all the well-known kids there. I lived on Seventeenth, Seventh and Electric. Sweet. <laughs> you know, so you know, I had um, four roommates in a, in a small apartment. <laughs> yeah. That's how you did it, you know? Yeah. So what was... Uh, yeah, we met Mike. I mean, we met the uh, the Haley's. Uh, not Haley's. Uh, Mike Haley. Uh, Jack Haley? Jack Haley. His brother. Captain Jack. And Captain Jack. Yeah. We met him, too, because they had a... They had a... They had a, a, 
a surf shop right on on uh, electric. And the restaurant, or just that was before? Oh no, this is way before his dad opened the, the wow. restaurant. So yeah. you you surfed like Sunset and then Seal and then Huntington. Yeah, like well, let me tell you. So okay, so now we're good friends with with Oli. So one day Oli shows up, and he, and he says to us, "We I was I was in my friend's house in Lakewood, more on the up up uh, financial district, which is on Hader Street." And he he goes, "Hey, you guys, guess guess what? Guess who this is?" So you know, we're little kids, right? We look at this big, tall, blonde dude, and you know, we're looking at him like, you know, who is he? I don't know. <laughs> so. This guy ends up being Tube Steak Tracy. No way. Yes. That's From so the movie in, Gidget. In fucking Lakewood. Yeah. That's the craziest, like, how you run in all these people in yeah. Lakewood. In Lakewood. A lot of those that live in Lakewood. Greg Tucker, later on, you know, he's older than, older than me, but not that old. And I became good friends with Greg Tucker. He was like famous, great surfer. And he's the one, he was going to Brazil and back in those places, back before anybody, you know. Greg Tucker, he's a kind of incredible surfer. So I became good buddies with him. And so sometimes he'd come and pick me up when, you know, because I couldn't drive just yet. So Greg Tucker, great surfer. He signed in, then Bill Fury. I, I got to meet Bill. Wow. Back in five million years ago. And I, so it's, now, it's like, I, I, to me, it's strange to see Bill. Now that I'm an old guy, and you know, and he, I remember him, and he remembers me because I was hanging. Yeah, it was a small so crew, and yeah, super. yeah. So, and they protect us, and you know, uh, there were some of my friends. Like one time, like some other Huntington type kind yeah. of guys said to fucking Sylvie's jetty, and then one time I got smacked by this guy, and then uh, right when I responded, because I go crazy too, <laughs> and uh, he, he, the guy hit me, and I, and then when I went, went <laughs> and all of a sudden, the guy that hit me. Bam! He gets fucking drilled when from the side, and there, and there was one of my older friends that fucking kicked his ass. Man, I went. Don't hit this ground. Yeah, just like we protect the grounds at the pier. Yeah, yeah. You know all the time. So, so you, you kind of got let in to these cliques. Yeah, I was a good skateboarder and I knew everybody. Yeah, so you, you, know, you so. got lucky and didn't really have to. Right by the fact, I lived right. By the Fed Mart. Remember the Fed Mart? Or yeah. Fed Co? Fed yeah. yeah, Fed Mart. Yeah, but right, it's, right it's just, yeah, crazy that you, you came from a beach community down and, and Max, you moved to Ensenada, Tijuana, and then you come to to Lakewood. To Lakewood. And yeah. then you're you're in the so Mecca. Yeah, surfer dude. Surfer yeah. dude. <laughs> Mark Martinson, who yeah. is like He took me in and Mark Martinson did. And yeah. I, I still know Mark Martinson. I don't see him much anymore, but I know when I was going to Hawaii back in high school I started going to Hawaii. And, and back in those days, your parents they didn't just drop the ticket on your lap, and then yeah. it was like you, you had to. Was, I got a job working at Snow White Dairy, being the bottle washer guy, you know. But I didn't wash them by hand. I just that's the machine. You just go take it out of cases. Yeah, yeah. And, and and all I did is pull them out after I washed and put them in cases again. So you know, as soon as we graduated from high school, where'd you go to high school? Paramount High School. You went to Paramount. Okay. And I also went to Wilson. Wow. I went to Wilson because when you're in high school, your your senior year you can you have a choice. You they let you go to whatever high school to the high school to. you want to go to. How weird. So I went there and I met Jericho Poplar there. Nice. And I met and I ran into um, 
uh, Greg Tucker, <laughs> and a bunch of other guys. That they, the, the surf school was Wilson. There wasn't a Lakewood, although there was surfers in Lakewood High School, and in Mayfair, and Warren. But there were scattered surfers. You know, the surfing wasn't so big in those days. Right, right. So, so you went your 12th grade year to Wilson? Okay. Half the year. And then I went back and graduated in Paramount. Okay. And I had my, you know, whole lot. Hot surfer chicks. You know, <laughs> you heard of Bob Montgomery already, right? Say it again? Bob Montgomery. Uh, I've a lot mentioned him. A lot of people don't like Bob, okay? But that's okay. I mean, you know, he didn't even graduate, but he was a friend and he was famous for chasing pussy. Is <laughs> <laughs> he a good looking dude? Yeah, he's, but nobody likes him because at one point, and I was in high school, I became the vice president of the Huntington Beach Surfing Association. You yes. did? Yeah. <laughs> in high school? Yeah. Talker over here. And and and, uh, and Bob was. Uh, we became a president, but before that, it was there was several other guys that were. So Bob's from of, Huntington. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Bob's from Lakewood. But he's the president of. He became the president at one time, but there was other guys. Max, Max, uh, I forget it now. He lives in, uh, in Thailand or something. Did these guys rip at surfing, or they just wanted to be well, the cool guy? Nobody ever like ripped. Yeah. Ripped. Well, I know, but like, I tell you what. But uh, and I you're serious about it. And or? then pretty soon, I mean, my sister would volunteer, or my friend's sister, or whatever, and we end up at 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 uh, Bolsa Chica, Tin Can Beach, and at one point it was called a. a, a, a well, Tin Can Beach or the how under not the how water pipe, but the, they had like a cement case on, and it was buried in the sand. Mm. And so we would go there and we just sit on top of the of the pipe and watch people surf. And one of the best surfers that was surfing out at the cement case on Life Car Station Twenty Two, where the, now they have the big Life Car Station, and then that was part of Tin Can Beach. You could camp there. It was a no problem. Yeah. You drive up to the beach, or there was not really a parking lot, or no, there, you could park right mm -hmm. on the street. Yeah, and we would. Uh, that's when they had the uh, the honey lodge on Bolsa Chica, huh? Right there, this side of Warner, and they they were like ski there, and they be shooting ducks. Yeah, my dad. My dad told me about that. So, on the wetland side of PCH, between Main Tower and Warner, they used to be able to do you laps. Could and, you could ski. Yeah, water oh, ski. Oh, you can water ski there. Yeah. Yeah, Which, and then you can yeah. shoot ducks. There's and you people will hunt out there. Yeah. Well, I didn't hunt, but they, maybe your dad or whoever is up, yeah. they would shoot ducks on that side of the PCH, on, yeah. on the inland side yeah. of PCH. Yeah. And, they, and they had the, the on the one side too, they, they had gun emplacements. I mean, not gun, like cannons and machine guns. And that's what the, we were set up for the Japanese Invasions, yeah, and then it came, <laughs> but all this shit happened there, you know. And they had horseback riding further in towards Warner. Yeah, so it was kind of cool, and, you know. And we had to go out there. And so, so how did you get to be president of the high school? Wait, because was I was in high school, and it, I, I was the, probably the hottest surfer in, in my high school. Yeah, you know, I, I kicked. That and so they. So were you guys doing competitions or anything like that? Or? Well, we had stupid contests, but see, I, I I knew people everywhere. So my grandmother lived in Ensenada, so she would take my sister would take me and some of my bros from high school, 
Yeah, so I hung around. I was a sophomore, and I hung around with the seniors. You know, so my they would take us to Ensenada, and we would spend the night in my my grandma's house in Ensenada, and my sister would take us to Three M's, the San Miguel, and to all the all those K thirty eight, all those, and they drop us off for the day. You know, and wow, just like they drop us off for the for the day at Bolsa Chica, and yeah. You're out there fucking freezing your ass off, and your sister comes to get you like almost at dark time. So, so, uh, so were you guys surfing throughout the year too? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And those days we didn't have wetsuits. Wet yeah, the, not the, even the what do you what was it the uh, beaver tail? Beaver, yeah. No, the beaver tail. The, you know, because that was were diving remember? suits initially. They yeah. weren't made for did surfing. You, did you ever mm-hmm. meet uh, Greg Clements? No, a great surfer. He's a kid, but I met I met his dad, George Clements. Because my my stepfather, later down the road, he he was partner of this place in Long Beach. It was called Ember Shoreline. It's on the off of Cherry and Ocean Avenue. And so we, George, which is Greg's dad, he he was a uh, the guy that fixed all our uh, the big huge ice boxes and stuff like that. Mm. And this is like a really famous restaurant. Where the Democrats used to hang out, like Pat Brown and, and Jerry Brown and those guys. Yeah, they they have one whole floor. You know, I used to, I get to hang in, there, hang around because my my stepdad he was a famous uh, Greek chef. He wow. gave me he gave me a job with, as like a so called salad chef. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny! You know, so I did. I and I ate I made the killers uh, salads because my my stepdad was like one of the boss bosses you know yeah. so where was that what was that restaurant called Ember Shoreline Ember Shoreline and it was in off of Cherry right off of Cherry and Ocean there's a big tall building there wow okay right next to it there's another hotel that's on this side so I had uh, you know I got a job you know and then uh, when I wanted to go south to something you know, I didn't have to like bring boards anymore because I was just coming Barrow went from like Jackie Baxter and or one of those guys. That's yeah. you. Go ahead and grab it. Yeah. Or, or you know. So, and I pretty soon since I was a good surfer kid, I, I started. Get they would give me a surfboard. Yeah, sponsored. Own. Wow. Yeah, and I used to be. I got one from Dewey Weber. I got later on. I got one from Russell. Later on, I got one from. Uh, all the boys, man. And then I got one from, when a brewer shop came into town. I got one from Brewer. And I was I was on the brewer team after like you know Chris was he was a hardcore uh, brewer guy you know and again but he guarded brewer jealously about Chris and, and, but I got in with, with brewer through Sam Hawk yeah and Sammy you know he wasn't like Chris was you know, he was more open to letting me yeah. and and the brewer gang yeah so were you, were you surfing. All over the place, and would you surf the South Bay too, or? Well, I surf. Once I got a car, I went and I went everywhere. And we had what a was friend. Your car? We had what a friend of mine. It was a, it was a friend of mine. His name was Gary Terrell. He's a famous photographer later, and he, uh, he, his parents bought him a, a Volkswagen Falcon station wagon. Wow. Not sweet. a Volkswagen. I mean a Ford, Ford Falcon. Ford Falcon station wagon, and he he was one of those kind of friend of yours. Not only did he. His mom used to pack us all a lunch, to you know. And he also, Cat was our photographer, and he's the kind of guy you give him a buck for gas, and we go, 
to Santa Barbara and down to San Diego the same day. That's so rad. <laughs> Wherever the ways were good, yeah. we're going. So we would go, and, and pretty soon I, I got new people everywhere. And uh, Did you have any family still down in like Tijuana and Sonata? Were you guys going no, down? No, most of my family was down in what, what we Mexicans call the interior, which is down by, by uh, Puerto Vallarta, by, yeah. by Punta de Mita. Mm -hmm. The Americans call it Punta Mita, but it's called Punta de Mita. And you know, there are all the famous stories about the Texans used to go to, to Punta de Mita. And you know, one time, the one guy that was a Texas guy that he just been married, he's with his new wife, and they were surfing Punta de Mita. Punta de Mita, there was nothing out there except for a, a fishing village. You know, we made back in those days. We would we were already driving far away, and we went and got a. We would turn turn the the some of the guys at the at the fishing camp. You know, we'd bring them playboys, and then we'd buy them beer, and they would feed us yeah. fish. Yeah. And then we tell the guys at the panga. Sometimes we would drive. It take forever to drive, so we we take a, a panga. You guys know what a panga is. Yeah. Okay. We take the panga from from Puerto Vallarta, and they take us all the way out to the point, and they drop us off, and we tell them. Okay, come and pick us up in three days or whatever, and <laughs> we hang out and surfed. So this one time, this guy had gotten married. This, uh, you know, we always traded, right? You want some trunks, you figured out how to get a new pair of trunks. You know, we didn't have we were kids. We was, even yeah. in high school, we were kids, so you didn't you didn't have money just to go buy some trunks. However, we met Nancy. Caitlin and her husband, and they gave us trunks. Wow! Except you got the big old fucking gnarly rashes, man. That's oh, <laughs> yeah. right here. Canvas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but we, you were cool. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, we were we were sort of teamsies with with uh, with Caitlin. Yeah. So, uh, and then you know we we're bros with with Oli, and we were bros with everybody. So uh, we uh, we got a. Uh, we just have access to a lot of shit, and then and I'm a friendly guy, so I, I, I always got, pretty soon I got under the wing of uh, several other surf manufacturers. Russell, being when I went to high school, Russell. And I got, after I got out of high school, Russell used to give me surfboards. And uh, I don't know, do you know who Bobby Allen, you heard of him? He used to be the laminator for, for Russell. Uh -huh. And then now he's there uh, in in Wainiha and in Kauai. Mm. With Wainiha, across the street, behind the, he used to rent a uh, house across the street from the Wainiha General Store. You know, out there, a little bit closer to, to from, uh, uh, from uh, what do you call it, uh, the point. Hanalei? Uh, Hanalei Bay, yeah. yeah. When I, I started, I already knew him, knew him brewer better, you know, so he started giving me boards. So when did you start going to Hawaii? When I graduated from high school. Nice. Who'd you go with and what, what island? Oh, like me, you, and you. Yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of like just get a group together, right? Yeah. And Everybody people, save some money. And then people, people will let you sleep under their house. I and mean, if you, uh, you connected with... One of the boys that were there, they all came from here. They, there wasn't like a many Hawaiians. Hawaiians wouldn't let you sleep in another house. <laughs> but, you know, you could, not necessarily under the house, you could put your board under the house. And then 
pretty soon you can leave your board there and the next time you come down and your board will be waiting there for you yeah well, it, uh, how old were you when you first went to Hawaii um, high school when I was maybe, let me see yeah I was in like 12th grade and I was in 12th grade Wow. And, you, and you obviously everybody knows Hawaii it's in all the movies it's in every mag like, yeah. and we you, all wanted to go to Hawaii but like we always talk about that it's one thing to look and see and I'm going to charge and you get there and you see the whole ocean moving you're no, like and then, then you wouldn't have a board that would let you take off at big. fucking sunset yeah. yeah it was fucking scary yeah so and then besides once I start getting once I'm a broad team it's almost like they open the vault yeah for me, you know, and I knew uh, pretty soon I started. I still knew Chuck, and there was a guy from Chuck Allen. No, no, I knew Chuck. Yeah. Chuck Allen was a good friend of mine, yeah. but it was after I, I was already twenty something. Yeah. But I, I also knew, uh, dude, I wasn't a Brewer surf team. Yeah, so <laughs> sick. So, and Brewer, and then as I told him, I just admit, I just called Brewer before he died, and they kind of started reminiscing and doing oh. this and that, and they, and. Uh, and I told him, hey, thank you, bro, like, for all my magic boards and da-da-da. And then he goes, oh, yeah, true, man, you used to rip on the boards, man. That's so cool. And he remembered he remembered some stories of, of me tearing it up. At the, I used to fucking rip the pier. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, so well, we're, it, we're, not get, we're not there yet. But. But, but Brewer would let me do this. Brewer would, would let me, and I, somebody, a lot of people are jealous of me. And what some people would say. Yeah, yeah, I remember Chewy walking into the shop and scrapping boards and go. <laughs> I go, hey, that's the way it goes. So, so Brewer would give me boards and he let me. I was sort of like a, what can I call it, a, a pseudo Ramachado of my day because Brewer would give me boards and he let me take three, four, five boards and, and I, I never had to give them back. Yeah. And then I would, then I talk to Brewer. I go, hey Brewer, you know what? It's a pain in the ass to bring the boards back, Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told him, why don't you just let me give the board back and give them to, to the young kids, and they can learn how to surf on Brewers. Yeah. And he did. Yeah, that's awesome. And all I did, all I had to do was surf. So. And, and well, I was ripping it up in the forays. I don't know if you remember the foray. I don't. This is before the ISP, ISP or the IPS. We were just good surfers, and you get. A, Going to the invitational that they would have. And I, here and and or, or or he just let me go surfing. You know, he let me go surfing, and I would leave my boards in Mexico. I leave my boards in Central America. I leave my boards in Hawaii. I leave my boards wherever I went because I didn't have to bring them back. So you 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 were traveling all over the place. Yeah, because I was sponsored. I yeah. was one of the, like the first. I was the first sponsored Mexican surfer. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You know so. And I was tearing it. And then all of a sudden, I was going 80 miles an hour on a skateboard. And pretty soon, I, you know, I didn't have to pay a whole lot for too many things. <laughs> Not that rad. We talked about how rad it is to get, like, sponsored and get yeah. free and even, stuff. Even, and even today, now I see, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an old guy. And I'm walking around, and I, I see friends of mine that, that manufacturers. And they come out to me, and they, and they see all these younger kids that two are next to me. And they're, like, looking at me like, oh. And they go, uh, hey, try this shirt on. And they give me shirts and give me a wetsuit. So I didn't have to pay for a wetsuit. Or, so I, I go, uh, I didn't get free beaver tails. But they <laughs> fucking cost me. You had like these gigantic hickeys of blood across your neck. 
Brutal it hurt. back then. It brutal, man. It was like this thick, and then there was a. And you ended up having clip it on like a diaper because it fucking hurt so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then we we went. A lot of us, like David, all the guys that you know of, we surfed the pier. By then we were taking over the pier, man. It was like the, the so the, when the Leonardo when, brothers and all those guys. When did because uh, you lived in Seal first? You said yeah. No, but by then I was I was surfing the pier because I knew you're hanging out with all, all the boys, boys, even though you lived in Seal. Like, yeah. yeah, and we used to go. We surf with David and a bunch of other gnarly guys from Huntington. We would surf at the pee hole, not at the pee hole, at the hot water pipe, right there where the cliffs go down. Oh, there used to the be hole. a hot. There used to be a hot water pipe that was shooting out at the at the cliffs. Car, yeah. For uh, sure. wa- hot water, and we would just stand underneath it, you know, <laughs> and it was like hot. So you, we want to do that, you know, and that's where George Clemens uh, and there's a few old real old guys, old timer legendary kind of guys would go surfing. So we go to surfing there, and then we we roll the 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 pee hole, dead fish reef, and all those other things. So, you know, and then by then we had this, this lady. Her name was Dolly, and she was like a, our mom. You know, she would she was a catering truck driver. Mm-hmm. And it was Dolly, doll, and that's when we started learning how to do the like sort of our our, our first encounter with credit and credit. Cards. It wasn't we. We didn't have credit cards, but we, they, she would give us. Give she, you credit. She'd give you a, a little book with your name on it, and then you just charge to your book. Awesome. And, and they, you know, the catering truck drivers have stuff that's left over every day, so they sell you the yesterday's or last night's yeah food, and you eat it, and then you pay it later. Yeah. So so we we had a great time in there so what was like the, the like the surfing surfing the pier and HB like you know you got in with the boys early and we were we were a lot more energetic than the old guys yeah you know Chuck Chuck couldn't he couldn't keep up with you if you wanted to race him outside you we paddle wave way faster yeah. <laughs> yeah and they helped us too you know they for and sure they protected just like I beat up a bunch of guys that tried to beat up on our young kids on Bud, on Chipper, yeah, those kind of guys, you know. They're all, I, I would paying it forward, man. I used to, I used to get, I, I used to attack the kids because they're always trying to take off on you, right? They can never, they can never paddle faster than us when you're trying to get them. Yeah. You so, <laughs> when, when did, uh, when did you? Because you, you guys, was it the '60s, late '60s, and early '70s that you were at the pier mostly? Yeah, late sixties, early seventies. We yeah. we ruled. Yeah, you know, and you had a heavy. You guys were pretty mean, mean, right? <laughs> we're you, mean. You, you were like heavy locals, right? No, no cooks coming out the pier. Yeah. No, I, I I was one of the major guys that would say enforcers. Hey, you want to you want to surf? You better get it down the road. And yeah. This is. What do you call it? Don Ramsey just snitched me off because one time Don Meek was asking him. Don Pablo me. did what? Don Pablo did what? <laughs> Don Meek was like, they were asking him about, so did you search the pier when you were, you know, a pier local? He goes, and he said, well, I was sort of a local, but uh, some of the heavier local, they, they kind of scared shit out of us and told us to get down the road, and, and we did. <laughs> uh, and then Ramsey and my friend goes, Don Meek goes, 
who who was who were those guys? He goes, All right, I can tell you. Yeah. They go, Are you talking about Chewy? <laughs> so who, you were you guys were running shit? Oh yeah, we 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 were. I was I was studying karate from Mr. Nueva. Mr. Nueva was like my dad, David's father. So that's that's how you learn karate. Oh yeah, right? and, he, and he always tells us, he goes, if you're gonna get in a, f- always try to avoid getting in a fight. You know, and even if you have to run or whatever. He goes, he goes, but if they don't let you run away, hurt them. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> that is so this awesome, is Mr. Nueva. So who who was the uh, who was your crew then? Well. Jack Ferris, I never heard his name. Yeah. He's the two, three-finger Jack, because he lost both of his fingers. And then he got, later on, he got killed on the way back, or on the way, on the way back from Las Vegas. Oof. Jack, he was a, he is funnier than shit, man. He was, but he's one of us, and there was Big Chuck, and there was, uh, there was a fucking shitload of us. You see that picture of, of all the locals at one time? Mm-mm. We were on the north side looking up at, uh, and Steve Pesman was one of us, but he wasn't a, a beater. You know, yeah. he was Steve Pesman? Yeah. The Surfer Magazine, yeah. Steve Pesman? Okay. And then there was Gordy, and, and then there was like Velzy. Uh, Velzy wanted to kill Dewey Weber because he stole a bunch of his templates no at one time. Yes, he was. So, and you know, anytime Dewey was down here all the time. Dewey if Dewey Weber saw Dale Velzi on the beach, he fucking he was running. <laughs> you know. So Velzi wanted to kill him. Oh yeah, he t- t- stole his fucking templates, you know. Wow. So what and, shops uh, were you going to? Was there surf shops then? Oh yeah, yeah there was well Tons. when when Brewer came into town I didn't have to go for a fart, I just let me go grab boards. Yeah. Dewey Weber or not Dewey Weber. Brewer. Was a brewer that had a shop here? Yeah, right there by the pier on the on the Fifth Street. That's crazy. Did you know that? I I I mean, there's been so many. We talk yeah. about this all the time, like the turnover shops or the, the yeah. you know people they, that came they, in. They and just I, disappeared, and then uh, Sunny Vardaman was on on what is it on the south side of the pier on the what's the next one, Fourth Street or Third Street? Yeah, fourth, yeah. Fourth, main is fourth, so it'd be third. On the corner. Sunday so, uh, Vardaman was there and they were all there by the tin shop. Mm. And, uh, you know, they were, Jackie Baxter was there and and the uh, bunch of guys that did, they were uh, Sunday Vardaman guys. Because mm. so, uh, Plastic Fantastic was. Plastic Fantastic area. was on Fifth Street. On Fifth Street. The donut shop? Right across the street from, there was used to be a, a, a coffee shop called Richard's on the, on the north side of the. Of the P- well on PCH, and there was and it was called I forget they sold hamburgers and hot dogs, and they um, on Fifth Street but it, was, it doesn't even look like we used to. I know, like, yeah. you know, but uh, but they were like I just remember Wimpy's over there. Wimpy's that's yeah. the, Wimpy's. that's the hamburger place. Yeah, okay. yeah, Wimpy's and hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. And chili cheese dogs and, and then and that's, where, that's where that's where that's uh, where the uh, the that movie theater was. Yeah. yeah. So, so did you go to that a lot? Theater. Go to the movie theater oh, yeah. there? The surf Yeah, theater? because we used to go there and then you could smoke weed and a lot of people used to smoke weed watching the movies. Yeah. And so then, what... And the bottles running down after everybody partying. What uh, was, What was your first surf movie that you saw? I don't know. I remember seeing uh, Five Summer Stories, uh, all kinds of them. Yeah. They're all like uh, from Leroy, Leroy Grannis and, and 
Bud Brown and those kind of guys. Yeah. A lot of South Bay guys. But, you know, we had the guys from, we used to come down surfing at Chwami's too. So yeah. that was a great. There was like a little bit of a. Um, there was a guy named Cheer Critchell. He was already a surfer in Chwami's. He was a Hanson guy. Hanson's? Yeah. Yeah. And we had him on there. the podcast, Don, a while back. Yeah. But, um, all right, this is um, this is Chick Critchell. He was like a, a surf team member. Mm. But it, it's funny uh, talking about surf movies back then. You know, Bud Brown and like he he made a bunch of movies, right? Like uh, we, I'm, I was good friends with Bud Brown because I was good friends. I was actually got free surfboards from Donald Takayama. Oh wow! So and later on, uh, were you surfing with Nueva a lot too? Cause I, I, yeah, well, he 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 was a longboarder, and I'm, by then, in those days, I was surfing a longboard. When I was surfing a longboard, the friends of mine they, they call me Chewy Weber because I used to tear it around. <laughs> nice. Chewy Weber. <laughs> did yeah. you um? Did you ever get like shots in the mag? You have like oh yeah, and then sometimes and I got in fights with 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 Steve Pesman, and he wouldn't put the my pictures in the magazine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ask. Mike Moyer, he'll tell you. Yeah. He's a hater, huh? I so got this gem, and he's like, dude. I and I, you know, when I felt like I was, I got kind of testy because I was mean and I could beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve Pesman was never that kind of guy. He but only if you deserved it. You know? yeah. Only if you rubbed me the wrong way or took yeah, off you on know, me. And then only if you crossed me. Back in those days, Steve Pesman owned Jans behind oh, wow. George's. Wow. He Steve Pesman owned Jans? Him and Daria, that was his wife. It was on the on the back of George's Thursday. Yeah, yeah, that's there with G. George spot. Draper. Yeah, so uh, the George Draper. I didn't never like George because he was always kind of gayish, and the girls hated him. <laughs> He's always just looking good, but Hi. wasn't like hey, Chewy. That kind of shit. Yeah. Man. My chicks was hating him. I, I remember that as a kid too. How come I never see this guy surf? He's not one of the quarters, but he's always hanging out from the shop. Like and wanted when we got big. George did, you know, may you rest in peace, I guess. But, uh, you know, go talk to Pat Downey and those kind of guys. They'll tell you about George. And then also, there was another guy that was a, a beater. His name was Harold Owens. And they call it weird. His nickname was Weird Harold. And now <laughs> he lives up in, in Oregon. And they, now they call him, he calls himself Sonny. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> but there was a bunch of guys that were older guys, mean fuckers that were bikers and stuff yeah we got in a big old fight with a there's a place okay there's Fifth Street and the corner was uh, was Best Fantastic with Bob Highsmith and Glenn Gibbons and then it was a uh, the Avilas had this place called uh, Serene Scene and this is back in the days where you had the lapel shirts like down the hair and you know bell bottoms yeah you know skinny butt and long big old bell bottoms and they uh and after the that it was called uh, uh, Infinity. And after Infinity, there was uh, Wind and Sea. No, the uh, the Chuck the, Dent. No, the the liquor store. Oh, Sam, Don uh, Ed Clapp was the guy's name that owned it. Don Don Jose's. No, the Don Jose is Mexican, but El Don El Don liquor store. <laughs> and then a lot of the guys that surfed, they rented upstairs from him. Yeah. And then after after the liquor store, there was Infinity. And after the infinity, there was uh, there was a, a bar called the Fireside, and after that, there was a Egg Heaven. I heard, I remember somebody saying Egg Heaven before. But me, man, one time we got in a fight. The surfers, 
And I always tell people, don't ever fuck with the surfers or piss them off because they'll never stop coming. <laughs> they just keep coming. You get your ass kicked. Yeah. Rolled around and everything. So one time we got in a big old fight with bikers because the bikers hung around at the fireside. Yeah, Huntington had a, a, a big biker. A big biker, See, the punk rock. I mean, punk rock a little bit later, but like... Yeah. But they... You don't want to mess with the with the surfers because they kick your ass. And then we 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 had flying bikers through the wind through the fucking window of Fireside. Yeah. And, and the pot cops didn't never do anything. Did you party at uh, the Golden Bear? Oh yeah, Marilee Slater. When I got married with Marilee, we we had a, a big uh, parking area behind the store. Toward the alley, and so we we could, we the the guys that owned the, the the Golden Bear they let us get in for free. Yeah. And then I used to, and I was already getting into the music, so we we get like like people like Dave Mason and people that used to go play at the Golden Bear. They would c- go out and pretty soon we started having coke and shit. So we 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 would they would come to the back of Marilys and we have concert in the back of Marilys that's fucking awesome and and you know and that was yeah, shit. yeah just they come and play that's backstage like, parties and pretty soon they're friends you know yeah. so so that was pretty let's cool. talk about you and and skateboarding okay. like tell us how uh cuz you are a gnarly downhill fucking speed i like here's what happened after um I was going really, really fast back in the because I we were telling like I was sponsored by Parpa, by Kryptonics, by by Road Riders, and by everybody, and they give me that. I didn't have to pay a fucking penny for anything. Yeah, you know we get free free. Uh, now was this high school or you're out of high school? No, no, this is I'm in my twenties. Okay, and I would get free pads and. Free helmets. I, I designed a helmet with Premier helmets. No way. With the ones with the holes in them. Yeah. I did that one. I got, I didn't design all kinds of shit, especially the skateboard equipment they use now, we invented. It wasn't, but we, we weren't commercial enough to sell them. Right. But, you know, we didn't have to spend any money. So, even now, like I told my friends, I go, just like the SUP guys, right, they go, Oh, I fucking chill. You those guys are fucking sweepers. <laughs> I told him. I go, okay, go tell Garrett McNamara and, and Kailini that they're cooks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. In my eyes, the fat, the best surfer in the world is named Kailini. Yeah. And I, I know them all. Yeah. And I they invited them. Every time I invited them to a contest I did in Mexico or wherever, they always came. Yeah. And if they had a dad and a mom, we trust you, Julie. Yeah. your kids. <laughs> so, so going back to downhill. Saint Fletcher. I know Saint Fletcher and his dad and his grandpa and everybody. So, wh- where did you start, or how did you start uh, no, racing? I used to go a long time ago when I was in the, even when I was like in seventh grade. I would go and skateboard Signal Hill at nighttime or whenever, and the cops knew me. And every once in a while, I ran into Waldo Autry. Because Waldo wow. Autry, he was that crazy too. And I, know, I knew Waldo all the way until the day he died. And he, uh, anyway, so we used to go down there and the, the uh, uh, Signal Hill Police Department, they, would, they knew me, so therefore they would go down at the bottom of the hill where the cross street was and they 
park across across the to uh, block the street. Yeah, and they, they they blocked the street and they they flashed me with a cop lights and what and they let you to let to make charge tell me down the, the hill, charge. bomb the hill. At, yeah, at Signal Hill, what what street? Atlantic or what Hill Street? Hill Street. That's the street. That's the one. Yeah. So Steve. now it's like a little nice community, but that they would let me go down there, and if whoever was with me, it's cool to go down. So, you know. what would you? Because you became like a. That's what you did, right? Like yeah, for, I was I was the fastest guy in the world. And yeah. So anyway, I was and you going, wore the leather. Yeah, I, I got sponsored by Bates Leathers, and I got sponsored by. I designed the helmet, so I, I got and there, helmets. Yeah. And there was money. Like, there was a little tour, right? Like, different, like... Yeah, and I was getting paid $2,000 a month to just be me. Shut the wow. front door. And I also For designed, downhill racing. And I, Yeah, and I designed skateboard parks. You know, uh, Arab... Uh, um, oh, shit, that's his... Uh, is it Eric? No, no, but he, he was a great bowl rider, ramp rider, and he was on my team, on Santana's skateboard team. Mm-hmm. I was a, when I was a captain of the Santana skateboard team, I got, not just me, a guy named Phil Stubbs, Boo Stubbs' father, they were called the Stubbs Brothers, and they, they like sang nasty songs, and they were entertaining. Hmm. Anyway, uh, we got sponsored by, the first team to be sponsored by Vans skateboard teams. No skateboard, way. Yeah. You were part of the first skateboard no, I was the captain. Team? I was the captain of the Santana skateboard teams and it was the first team sponsored by fans. No fucking way. Yeah. That's insane. So first. Were you skating pools and, and shit no, like you that know, too? I, was a, I was a cook pool skateboarder. One time I, uh, I was, because I used to hang around with the guys who respected me, that the Dogtown guys that respected me. First of all, I kicked their ass if they get weirdo. <laughs> and the second of all, they didn't, want to, they didn't want to piss me off. So I hung around with Tony Alva and Jay Adams and Shogo Kubo and Jimmy Plumer, and David Hackett, and uh, Ray Flores, and all those guys. And they didn't, they didn't say peep. Because I was like, you know, I was oh, used to being mean. <laughs> so I didn't say shit. Yeah, you, you were a tough guy. Well, and I always say, I tell them, you guys are a bunch of kooks, you know, because they try to talk about the guys from Santa Monica being good surfers. I go, you guys are a bunch of kooks. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so, because you know, they, they had, I'll tell you, I'm good friends with, with uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Jim Muir. I'm good friends with Jim Muir. And he's a big guy, but he still was kook. Yeah. But, but uh, what's his name? Um, Jeff Ho, he's a good friend of mine, but he, he wasn't like a rip roaring surfer dude. Yeah. You know, we'd walk all over him and the guys, everybody in Huntington, you know, so, and I didn't, I didn't fucking cut him any slack, anybody, <laughs> call him a kook, and now yeah, you're a fucking kook, man, and they, uh, I mean, we went to, like I said, I think I started telling you one time, well, I, was, I was talking to somebody, but anyway, we, we'd beat people up wherever we went, and like I tell you, Pacific Beach one time when they, when I told you that, do you remember, those people that the commercials they made and then they look like they have a plastic head plastic hair I don't remember but anyway they get the commercial and, when, and at the one point you couldn't get across the border if you had long hair so what we did is we get the shampoo and you put it all over your hair 
and slick then, back to where it's like looks like it's short. Yeah, and it, it looked like it's plastic. Oh my god! So, one time we we were trying to get a guest up across the border in the, in the Mexican cops. You know, I let us cross. In the neither the American police because you used to cross the American police and then you cross the Mexicans. So we went. Uh, okay, so we couldn't go across the border, so we we came in and I uh, we went back to uh, uh, we stayed at Imperial Beach. Yeah. Right there in the and then there's stay a long, there and then go a long sand. Yeah. Deal. So we slept there. And then in the morning we went to Pacific Beach to the point to surf. Yeah. And so then they they started sending the boys. You know, first they came after me, oh and they, you know, they 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 they. they the one guy was just the big guy was kind of like kept on trying to shoulder hop me, so and drive me back into the rocks. So, I, so I shoulder hop him four times in a row, and I throw him back into the rocks. So then he then he wants to kick my ass. So I go, okay, let's go on the beach, buddy. <laughs> I would kick his ass. And then some of the other guys that came in, there were like three more of us. They, we were all karate guys, so they, when they came back, we kicked off. We, the whole PB crew showed up and we kicked their ass. <laughs> one by one, later. Yeah, or well, four of us against whoever came at us. So we kicked their shit out of them. And, they, they, they were, and I knew some of them, too. They didn't say, oh, fuck with those guys, man. <laughs> so we fuck with them and we beat them up, so they didn't want to bother us anymore. So go back to the story you're skateboarding. <laughs> oh yeah. So where was so I? So you 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 were professional and oh yeah. So and, um, downhill making yeah. Two so I was I, you know and I was I, we used to skateboard like giant slalom. Giant yeah. slalom. Okay. You know so you can go, and by then we had all the good shit you know and then we invented the trucks that I made chewy trucks, then everybody said they had one of the best trucks, turning trucks they had. Every, my professional buddy said that. Yeah. So, then what we company went, made them? Um, a guy named uh, Milton Moore, and where uh, Roger Hickey and and uh, we call it Skip Skip and a couple of they were out there. I'm the one that discovered him because he lived on the corner of Alabama and uh, Frankfurt. You know, I used to go into and he smoked yeah. weed, and so we could talk story. And he made trucks, and then I got him so he could make some money. Milton. He was like a, like a, mad scientist. <laughs> wow. So who who were you competing against? I remember. Oh, we used to we competed. There's guys from all over the world. They come and they they come to Colorado, and a guy named Peter came in as a guy that organized the races. So and you would were, travel all over. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I was getting picked to run my plastic expenses. So it's, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so, we had a. Was it Guy Grundy that was one of your uh, opponents? <laughs> okay, I guess I'll just tell you what I said about Guy Grundy so you don't have to hear it from somebody else. <laughs> no, it, a lot of us, like the real guys, yeah. we didn't respect Guy because he, he lied. Mm. He lied about shit and we didn't like that part. But he's you know. a downhill ra- racer too, right? Well, here's what our bitch was. Um, like Dilberg and I and a bunch of us... We we didn't give a credit. We never credited guy because there's only two fucking guys that raced down the hill, and he became like the world champion downhill racer. You know, and we no oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> he he, you know, you don't call that guy the champion. Yeah. You two fucking because Kitchitcock, 
he didn't want to go down, but he invented the stuff that he, his brother Garrison used to go down that little cart, and he ate it halfway down, and then and, and, uh, and pretty soon it was a uh, guy got had the the record, <laughs> and we had oh, fuck you man, he's like you know, and then he he did the show. Remember I told you he's on yeah. <laughs> Showmen, but yeah, just, a just two guys that fucking went down the hill, and I, you know, and Dilbert said, "I'm not gonna fucking go down. Those guys are not respecting the, the the safety of the of the us." So I, since Dilbert was my friend, my one of my best friends, I I said, "Okay, dude, I'll I'll, I'll go with you." But I mean, we got a smoke guy going there all day long, you know. So okay, so forty. I was almost like 45 years or 42 years after I was going 75 plus miles an hour. There's some guy come in, in we invented the wheels, we invented the, the uh, free spinning axles, we invented the German ball bearings. We didn't invite them, we invited, invent them, we got them yeah. before anybody. So we, uh, we had everything in him. And skit shit cooking. He invented all kinds of shit. And, but so did we. The big old trucks, you know, what they did for the truck, the cars. Yeah. The trucks, like, look at the trucks now to compare to what we invented. So, is that my phone again? I, yeah. I thought I turned it off. Fuck. You're a popular dude, Chewy. You know, Peter came in. Randy, oh, I forgot Randy's name. He's a redhead guy. He's really fast. Is there a guy named Frank Blood? I remember the name. Yeah, I thought I thought he was like a famous like downhill uh, skater too. I don't remember him being the big downhill guy, but this guy, uh, maybe it was like three years ago, or maybe four. I don't remember. But they, uh, some guy, mind you, we invented the equipment they're using, and we invented the four-inch wheels, the thick ones, the Greg, the the Greg Stubble started manufacturing yeah and then we uh the green ones the big thick ones and then we also invented the ones that like this thin and they hauled ass and they were ball bearing trucks i mean ball bearing wheels so this guy uh, in colorado went down 81.4 miles an hour or something wow. like that and then and all my friends i must have got at least 100 or more comments from around the world <laughs> or my fans and they go well it only took them 40 years Chewy <laughs> <laughs> so you held the record for a long time I had the unofficial record but but I was just going as fast as I could and, and you know and that's the way it was and that's yeah. why they wrote that shit you know they, did, did they have a like a, a oh, gun, yeah, we had, radar we, gun we had, of course that's yeah and sometimes it wasn't even official we didn't care we were just trying to go fast yeah so I got the. So how uh, long did you do that for? How long were you pro downhill racer for? Well, I let me see. I know I, when I was in like twenty two, I was already going faster than everybody, and I was also doing the giant slalom. You know, and this is when, when we were racing against uh, the the fast, the speed guys was, was uh, Bobby Piercy and Conrad Nyoshi. There's several guys that were like. Bobby Pierce, he was like, he had the fastest ankles in the world. You know, we you know that. That kind. 
he's fucking, he's a, he was on, uh, and I carried Bobby Piercy and Conrad Yoshi, and there's about three or four other guys that was like my little crew. Yeah. And I, I brought them around to, we were on, on Brewer Skateboard Team, we were on Sims, and we were, we came as a package. Yeah. Nice. You know, so, so if you're sponsored, everyone else is right, sponsored. They got the crew. Sponsored and we got paid. Yeah. What What about uh, any wipeouts and injuries? How? Well, we all got hurt. I mean, I, I got hurt one time at No Ranch Road. I fucking ate it. And uh, Break bones? I broke this arm lengthwise. <laughs> Whoa. And uh, I reckon I, went, I was hurt and I thought, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. But I wasn't okay, so... And I... Um, then David Nueva was he, he was the guy we didn't have the guns we sometimes used the cars yeah so David clocked me going I forget how fast I was hauling ass and I uh, I came around the corner and sometimes go to No Ranch Road just to check it out you see how gnarly it is yeah you, you pick up speed like that is that Anaheim Anaheim Hills yeah right by the golf course yeah up above No Ranch and, and I I used to take off. Guy, you know, was one of those kind of guys to go halfway down the hill and to test it out. I, I fucking, as soon as I got there, I went, <laughs> I would paddle as fast as I could go and fucking hauled ass. Would, would you do that sober or would you do it? No, yeah, of course. Yeah. Maybe we smoke weed sometimes, but not. not. <laughs> Got to just be nuts to go like, you know. Yeah. So anyway, we we I, I went. Uh, I ate. David was. Uh, it is how it happened. David, we remember that that uh, El Camino he had. David Nueva. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he would go down. He would do. He wouldn't skateboard. Sam, fucking, he ate it one time, and and Chris, again, Sam told me, I'll never come. I'd rather surf fifty foot waves than go down the hill. So, <clears throat> David was driving us. He would. Uh, he would. He would get behind you and 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 time you. Or, and then he, when we get down to the bottom, he could jump in the back of the car and go back up the hill. So I, this time, I, I forgot how I, I was like hauling ass, and I, and I didn't make the turn because uh, I was going too fast, and I, I got the wobbles, and I went, oh, fuck. And I didn't get the wobbles. I just kind of, I couldn't make the turn because I'm hauling ass, and, and I'm, uh, I just kept on, you know, see, this is the turn, and all of a sudden, I started opening up more and more and more and more until I couldn't make it to turn. <laughs> I like ate it, man. I, I ran about 50, 60 miles an hour. I ran off my skateboard. I, <laughs> oh, didn't slide it out. You tried to run it out. No You way. couldn't slide it, man. I, I, oh. Are you wearing leathers? Mm, yeah, I didn't. I was wearing leathers, but I just ate my lunch, man. So It's fucking crazy. And so, Durbuck tried to stop me because what happened was that I had the strongest ankles because I used to be a carpenter and I used to go down the hill on the, on the small 36-inch skateboard board. And I could, you know, no problem, I could do it. And then they, but the guys that worked, we, they were, Anaheim Hills, we, we built all them houses out there. Hmm. So after work, I would I would, go, I would just skateboard down in and they used to, <laughs> my fellow carpenters would sit there, you know, drinking beer and eating a sandwich and watch me go down. <laughs> And then they go home. So this one time I ate it, and it was, uh, and, you know, I mean, David, they clocked us, but I, I ate it. So, you know, and I was like, uh, it wasn't good with your wife to, 
<laughs> Come back broken. <laughs> you had to go eat yeah. your lunch when you didn't. You couldn't work tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, how long did you race for? Oh, I raced till I was thirty-five. You know, wow! I, I was I was sort of psycho. And, and where were some of these competitions at? Like in Colorado, all over in Mexico City. Wow! And, and I organized some of the contests. And sometimes we we just go all over the world. And you know, I was paid. Paid, go all over the world to do downhill. And, and were you surfing. showing up? Is there was and there surfing. like a magazine for downhill? Like would they cover it and then like? Well, yeah, well, we had a, yeah, there's racer. several magazines in yeah. there, and then also in Europe they had their own magazines. But the guys, the guys that came onto the world of downhill racing and giant slalom with the the, the Europeans because they they're used to that kind of shit. Yeah, you didn't have to talk them into coming down the hill. They they jumped on it. So. And you know, and I was going not run a roll. I was organ. Uh, I was designing skateboard parks, mm. and he, I did it here. I did it in in Europe and a bunch of other different places. But I got to a point where I just rather surf. Yeah. <laughs> so you you were saying what you were a carpenter too? When when did you start being a carpenter? Oh, I started a carpenter because I mean, I was making two thousand a month on skateboarding, and I. And I work construction something we make three hundred a day, five hundred a day, four hundred dollars a day. Yeah. How'd you get into it? Just friends? Well, I I, I gave a bunch of the like you know, Jared Manning. Mike yeah. Downey. Mike Downey was a cook. He he was chicken shit or walking around on plates. But uh I gave a bunch of those guys uh jobs working construction. Bobby Gray too, man. I, I Did you start your own construction company? I one time I, I was working in my own construction yeah. company, but I worked for a big companies like Westland and Landmark, mm. and a bunch of them. Crazy, but I mean I, mostly I was uh, I was making good money as a surfer. Like I wasn't like Kelly Slater, of course, but but I made good good money for the time, for me. Yeah, you know. So you're making money as a surfer too. Yeah. Wow. So I I used to work in television. I was I used to be a production manager for That's Incredible. What? <laughs> Where did you find time for all That's of this? That's incredible. That was like a huge I 80s was, show. I, I was the production. Yeah, and I work I work with with. Uh, How did you get involved with television? Because I worked for a guy named Dar Robinson. And he, he was he was the world's most spectacular stuntman. That's who that was. And I did. That's when I. Did you meet him through skateboarding or? No, I, I, I met him. I told you I worked for Dick Wolf. Okay. Dick Wolf, I, I knew him because I was in a movie called Skateboard with, uh, in, uh, with Tony Alva and you know, kinds of the, the, the skater yeah. dudes. So you got noticed there. You were in that movie. Yeah, Skateboard? I was the I was the bad guy. <laughs> and then, so it was like a movie movie, like not like that's a, the first the first. Studio, uh, like a real studio, movie. produced movie on skateboarding. Yeah, and it was called Skateboard. <laughs> and um, and Tony and, Alva was in it. Yeah, he was he was Tony two something. I don't know, but I, I have a picture. I'll, I'll let you guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll but, have to. but anyway, uh, <laughs> Tony bad guy. To, and I was a bad guy. And in the show, anyway, Leaf Garrett was like the hero of the movie, and and. Uh, Leaf Garrett, and so so I was like, we're in the middle of the movie, and and uh, 
Lee Garrett says, hey, Tony, to, to, Tony something, that was to Tony Alba. So he asked him, well, how come, how come you don't, you don't, okay, no, man, that's not my gig, that's what Tony said. No, no that's not my gig, man. I'm, I'm a ball rider, so he goes, okay. So, Leif Garrett's asking him this shit, so he goes, uh, and he says, uh, uh, he's talking about me, Tony, and he says, dude, guy from Brewer's gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the Brewer letters letters. What year did that come out? Oh, I don't remember now, but but it's still out there. Yeah. And then you know we had everyone. And we know that because a few a couple of guys almost got killed because uh, they got the cops. You know the the cops were in the middle of the street. You know and they're supposedly guarding the the turns and stuff. We we were going 40, 50 miles an hour, and it was pretty fast because what's your name? uh, you guys in music guys, Craig Chiquiso, do you ever hear that guy? Mm-hmm. Craig Chiquiso, he was a the lead guitar player for Jefferson Airplane. Oh wow. He was really, really good. So we were coming down the hill and and at one point you know, he 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 gets started getting chicken and he goes, Oh chew yeah man and next time when we get down to the to the turn, just I went out. Anyway, he wanted me to act like I was elbowing him and he fucking Eight. I told him, dude, I, I don't want to knock you down because you, you'll make money about playing music and you're gonna, if you either you break your arm, I'm going to like it. So that would be a bummer for you. <laughs> so so you made this movie and, and got uh, to be friends with, what's that guy's name? Dick Wolf. The, okay. The Dick Wolf and, and uh, what's his name? Cage was his name. I, I used another producer. So anyway, he gave me a job because I've always been a doper. He gave me a job uh, as a script consultant with Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they're just hooking a boy like, hey, I got, I got this Is gig, this, we'll find you a job. <laughs> how old are you when, when this was happening? But this is in my 20s and even when I got in my 30s, I was I, I still work in television. And I, I work, like I said, Wolfram Miss Miller, and then with Fishmaner, did you guys go to uh, the Cal Jams? Okay, that's the like, concerts. Okay, the Cal, the Cal Jams was the uh, famous for the having the highest paid gate ever. Wow. At an Ontario Speedway. But I mean, I, in Mexico, I ran the uh, the Mexican, uh, it was called the Nissan National Racing Championships, and I ran it all. Dang. You know, so. So wait. This guy, Dick Wolf, he was in television. He's still a... Look him up. Yeah. So he, he got you a job with... Um, That's incredible. No, I got the I, I got that job. Do you remember the first OP? The, the first first OP? Yeah. In 1983. No. Okay. I got hired. Shane Horan won? Or Joey? Who won I, that I one? forget who won them. But, but anyway, I was, I was uh, hired... I was already working for... Plane ticket. I mean, for uh, for um, Wolf and Rizzo Miller, and they hired me because I was work. I worked for them, and they uh, we did the uh, all them shows, and then I started getting in with with the uh, in Hollywood with with the uh, with the uh, stuntman stuntman association. Stuntman. Okay, and Kadar Robinson was a famous guy, a stuntman. 
and he had he he was jumping out of helicopters and landing them the airbags, the big airbags. So I from there I mean I, I started working with our Robinson Company. So then doing stunts? No, no, I got the organizer. I was a the uh, behind the scenes the production manager okay so uh, and then I worked for uh, for Alan Lansford Productions and Alan Lansford Productions was uh, where uh, Frank Tarkenton was one of the hosts yeah Kathleen Crosby yeah that's and, incredible and John Davison yeah and I was a production manager you know so uh, I was working with with Doug Robinson and then Doug Robinson we did the first OP, and then we had the uh, the. Uh, you, you I started. I started the the first bikini contest, Miss OP. Wow! Because I got hired by um, you, you guys might know who he is, but his name was uh, oh shoot, uh, he was he was a production uh, the, the promotions manager for for uh, OP. Oh, because you rode for OP, right? Yeah, and yeah. because I knew Jim Jenks. Yeah. He hired me, and this is when I was working for O'Neill as a product, a promotions director. For O'Neill wetsuits. O'Neill International. <laughs> so whenever they had a events, they you would help run the events. No, I I ran the promotions department. Like marketing. Yeah, yeah and I, this is when when Sean Thompson was world champion, and and well, thank you, Aloha, and. You, you, know I you were the marketing I, guy for O'Neill back in the day? No, I was a promotions director. For events? For no, for, uh, for everything. Everything. Everything promotions. So. <laughs> That's the team, right? Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't the team manager. I was yeah. a promotions director. <laughs> so, I mean. How I, did you get that job? Because I was a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's life. Because you just rifled off. Three different things, but that's just the way it happens. It just it just happens, and I, and I, of course I kept on making more money. I mean more more friends, more yeah. connections, and I keep on getting hired around. But that's why uh, one time, uh, Don Meek, I can talk to him. Yeah, and Don Meek, uh, he, he he told me. Well, first of all, first of all, it's uh, shoot, what's his name? Because uh, the first Mike, OP. The first OP, um, the guy that became the, the CEO of of uh, glasses, Oakley. Oakley. What's his name? Uh, he's a friend of mine. I can't remember now, but he he was a big dog at Oakley, and it's uh, God. I remember the name earlier, but anyway, he uh, he was the guy that was the. Promotions director for OP when they hired me to be on the OP team with Larry Bertelman and mm -hmm. then there was Tommy Curran. That was a fucking gnarly, gnarly team. team. Yeah. And, and then for skateboarding was there was uh, people like uh, Bob Moore, me rest in peace. And there was a bunch of those kind of guys, but some of those guys just did the tricks, you know, freestyle stuff. Right? And there wasn't a whole lot of respect from yeah. the crazy guys to that deal. So, in any event, um, you know, we, we made some money and uh, I jumped around and then uh, I got to the point where, where Don Meek was asking, he was asked by... Prime Ticket? By Prime Ticket. Mike Parnell. That's uh, his name. Yeah. Okay, so Mike Parnell... He was the Oakley guy. ...called me and hired me to 
help PT and Ian do an event because he, they didn't know what to do. They 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 were they were just they didn't even know how to do scaffolding, you know. So I I I, I work with with Brown United. I'm the I'm the one that brought United into surfing. Mm. You know they they didn't forget. <coughs> the best part. So uh, we uh, Mike Parnell gave me five thousand bucks to do the longboard contest that came before the the OP. I did it on the north side, longboard. And then uh, he uh, he gave me an additional five grand to do the uh, the uh, Miss OP bikini contest. Yeah, and then, then like the cops, I hero of the cops because I had movie stars and I had all kinds of people and all these hot chicks from Hollywood. Yeah, because you already you the cops the cops would say they say. Damn, Chewy, we could hear you guys screaming all the way to the police station. <laughs> you know, so, okay. <laughs> so, anyway, and then and Laura Roberts, who was Miss uh, OP. No, she was Miss OP, but she was also the Stussy girl. She oh, was, yeah. She was hotter and shit, man. She was beautiful. Yeah. So, so Chewy, <laughs> I hooked up with Laura. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Dead muffin over here. <laughs> really? Yeah. After the first OP or? Because um, yeah, I, I hit on her and she, she, I used to have ports and music. I would, I'd go to Hawaii. She'd go with me, you know. And, and Kurt Jutner, because you know, he always says that I stole his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't steal anybody, man. You know, you can't force them to, to go. Yeah. So I was getting, I was, I was stoked on her, but now she's married to a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. sweet! You know, so I'm still friends with her. But she was hot, man. I called her Kelly LeBrock Lips because she had the, you know, the big lips. Yeah. And I, of course. Was she the very first Miss OP? Yeah. Yeah. First one. Yeah. And then from then on, it just became the the OP contest. Yeah. yeah. Miss OP. And there was a. One of those girls said, the girls that got murdered by that weirdo guy from the South Bay and they found her out in the mountains up here. Yeah, Linda Sobeck. I, right? forgot, I forgot what her name was. I think it was Linda Sobeck. It sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. She, she was pretty Frank and hot. Frank Corona knew her. She was, she was from South Bay. I think I, I think that's the same one. So so you're running an OP team or promotions at one time, O'Neill. They hired me to... Yeah. to Help, help with the event. PT yeah. and, and, and Ian because they didn't know how to do it. Yeah. All right. So, um, and I was working for O'Neill during that too. So I was making a good money. And then I, I started working for the Mexican federal government. I worked for the the U.S. Department of Energy, the U.S. Department of Commerce. Yeah. That was all how over, all how were place. you getting these jobs or how did you even... It's true. <laughs> I, because I knew how to deal with the governments. I, with the, the, you don't. I'm facing. You don't know anybody that ever been worked for the U.S. Department of Commerce. I don't know, think I've ever met anybody. And I, <laughs> and I hung out with with uh, with Evan Cranston, and he was uh, a senator, a governor. He's the, he's the yeah. senator. He was the chief. He he was the guy in the, uh, the head of the the Senate Intelligence Committee. This is. Alan Cranston, you know, so. And how did you hang out with him? Because I knew Donnie Branker and we were doing, promoting uh, Democratic vote, okay. Democrats. And I knew Pat Brown from, remember I told you back when yeah. I was a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So all that, and then I, I, mean, I was always lucky with the women, so. <laughs> Mr. So, Smooth over here. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, uh, that's the way it was. And I was married to a beautiful woman. I was just merrily, merrily, you know, yeah. merrily's. Bikinis. My friends used to say she was the most beautiful girl in Huntington Beach. So is she from Huntington, merrily? Nope. She's from, uh, that's why Felicia, my, our daughter, she's a beauty. And then now our grandkids, like the grand, two granddaughters, they're beauties too, and they're like tall girls. Yeah. And one of them made history by being the first collegiate athlete to ever been contracted by Nike. What? Wow. Yeah, she's the the she's like she's the highest scorer for UCLA. She got a four right there. For what? And Basketball so- or soccer? Soccer. Uh, yeah, and she she is gnarly, and then she uh, also now sponsored by. What's it called? That that tax company, TurboTax, no, no, Liberty no. Tax. No, the is it real old one? H and R Block. H and R Block. Wow. So going back to Marilee, and I, you know, hopefully it's okay to talk about because she she is a huge entrepreneur, businesswoman. Yeah, she is with the bikini business. She's still in business. When everybody ate it, she she went and then she got a. Super duper loan from the SBA by uh, you know the uh, Corona relief. Yeah, know? yeah. So, but were you there when at the ground level of her the, starting her business, or well, she already I, doing I, it? I just I helped her because I was her husband. Yeah, and I, and I built the stores. Okay. And I, uh, you know, I was around. Because those know, were popular when I was a kid. Yeah, like all the ladies. Where like my it's mom still, and all the old like yeah. ladies, they yeah. still are. They're yeah. all Mary Lee fans. Oh, for sure. Because it's like Mary Lee's and Diane's and. Yeah. Well, this is way before Diane's. Yeah, way before Diane's. And um, we, um, I, I helped because I, I, everybody knew me, you know. Yeah. Uh, Monona, all the magazines, and you know, so I got involved on my end, but you know, I, I didn't want to be a swimsuit designer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But my daughter is. My daughter Felicia, you know her? No. She, oh, she's a beauty. Everybody, everybody calls her Mary because she looks like her. But uh, to my my other my other grand our other, our other granddaughter, she got a full ride scholarship at Columbia University in New York. Wow. Dang. So you know they did well. They're, yeah. They're not super. smart. And the mom, and Felicia, she really set them up really good. You know, there's she's smart person too yeah got sounds like it's out. in the genes yeah, magical genes but it's not my magical genes. magical magical <laughs> genes no, <laughs> no, no you know what this is, this is like my friend said oh congratulations Chewie. your daughter granddaughters your granddaughters they go dude I'm just a grandpa yeah <laughs> so I don't take any credit for for how they are yeah because they're super smart and they've been super accomplished and I am just a grandpa yeah I don't design skate. I own this. I design skateboard, skateboard parks. I work in television, but I don't know how yeah. to design swimwear, nor do I want to. That's their gig. So I uh, helped her whenever I could, but by now you let her run it. And you're I'm, just, not, gonna, how many, how I'm many, not gonna take any credit for anything. Yeah. How many Mary Lee swimwear stores were there? Well, we used to have three, and then we closed one, uh, and because it wasn't a good place. There's one here in Huntington, right? Yes. Yeah. The biggest one is the biggest store, a swimmer store in in uh, 
in in Laguna Beach is Merrily's. Yeah. The, is the it still there? One. Yeah, right now. Wow. S and PCH. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I'm the I'm the movie guy, and I'm the one which my chick kind of hates that side of me. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to you and working through knowing Pat Brown and the Democratic Party, that's how you got into Chamber of Commerce. What, what no, not the Chamber of Commerce. I, I got into politics, but there's a I'm, I'm sure you know me well enough that there's a dark side to Chewy. politics, a dark side to Chewy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not politics. Okay, <laughs> you know. So um, I grew up where everybody grows up in California gets involved in drugs sooner or later. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and then we had them. I mean, I've been in film. I, I produce films, and I have filmed it. Uh, did you see the the uh, Sea of Darkness? Yeah. Okay. Look look at the credits and see where I I one of the shut the front door. Well. <laughs> You you help produce or make I'm, I'm one of the, the characters. The, the, no, the the producers, not the producers, or the directors of certain parts of it. Right? Why they work for for um, Michael Obowitz, and I'm the one that got. It wasn't Michael Obowitz. They got all those all those interviews. It was me. Yeah, I mean, I won't. I could talk to Greg Nolan, and yeah, Chewy. And yeah. then you talk shit, like, you know, about, I remember it, everybody was fucking everybody, you know, that stuff. I, I got, I got uh, Jeff Devine, got Rory Russell, I got everybody. Yeah. And I got Jerry, too, but Jerry, because I, I, I always make, I make this statement, because I'm good friends with Jerry, and he, and I grew up with him. He was a brewer guy, too, back in the day, and so was Reno, and so was a bunch of us. So he, uh, uh, I uh, got uh, all my, they're all friends of mine, so they they agreed to be interviewed. Yeah. And at first Jerry said yes, and after that while he said no. And then Bob McKnight said yes, and then he said no, because then he, he just opened up his mouth about too much dirt. Yeah, yeah. That, that he, Is it true that they had it, uh, they tried to take it off Well, they market? did. He went back with the attorneys and have haven't rescind his statements. Bob McKnight. I know Bob McKnight. Bob McKnight. He used to be in the biz. Yeah. He, he lived over there. He, he's, he, you know, he's, he's old ass. And, but look at the movie and you'll yeah. get on to what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, so did you... I didn't it? make it up. Sea of, sea of Darkness. Sea of Darkness. You gotta yeah. watch it because this is... I back in the day. And they... They... they Bob... They, I mean... Uh, Michael always didn't even know who I was. He, I was just a Mexican dude that surfed. Yeah. You know, so one time he, he and there's another guy that's involved in it too. His name is uh, Bob, Rob Taylor. And he's a real, uh, he's well-known and respected uh, movie or film editor. You know, he's, he's a big time guy and he's, he's, he's on the credits too. Yeah, but they were trying to do this thing. It's like, um, okay, okay, this is an exciting part. <laughs> he was, he he um, he was trying to. He did what the original CEO uh, Darkness was about: Aussies that stuck poke up their ass, that smoke in little packages. Yeah. Okay. And in my case, we're flying in plane loads of 
stuff. Yeah. Surf, surfboards filled. Right, like big time. Yeah. You know, we didn't we didn't put any our butt. He was just gnarly as it comes. So just you like, were doing that. Just like you see narcos. You yeah. Narcos? Okay. Yeah. I, I know. Blood. A large percentage of those guys. Yeah. For real. I, I didn't watch them on TV. <laughs> Where did you get into that line of work? Because the same, the same reason why they, they, they talk, Michael Overwood's... Actually, it's not Michael that, that's narrating. It's... it's uh, What's your name? Uh, Martin Daly. Yeah. The new... Everybody said, no, it wasn't me. I didn't do that. Well, when they, did you... Start doing that like in the 70s, like 80s, or well, I mean, back in the old days, you know, I'd say that, but anyway, there was it's I wasn't the only guy that did it, there was every, every surfer on earth did it, yeah, like, because you don't you don't have to worry about paying for their trips, yeah, and that's why that's, that's what Michael says, and uh, what's his name, uh, Jeff Chitty. And uh, the guy that was the, the guy that kicked down the pro- production money, the producer, the Chichink, mm-hmm. for the movie is Martin. Martin Daly. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. And he, you know, and uh, <laughs> and I knew him well, and he knew me well too. <laughs> so uh, Martin, Martin, uh, he kind of pissed off at Michael, but uh, never say don't say that, okay. No bad stuff, <laughs> but anyway, he um, originally uh, Michael wanted because the guy that was selling me was was uh, Rob Taylor, and he was just I'm I'm in the middle of doing a movie, a, a television series because I'm my from uh, Rob Taylor's brother-in-law worked for uh, AAA, which is Associate Artists Agency. And uh, they went down there and filmed me down where I live in Mexico, and, and I, they asked me about some of the stuff. I don't kind of belittle too much because I'm in the middle of okay. getting to where I'm going. Yeah. So uh, they uh, when I came back down, I talked to the guy, the guy that I was just talking about. Yeah, I used to know the guy that started AAA, which his name is Mar- not Martin Daly, but it was his name is. Uh, Roland Perkins, he started, he's one of the guys that started AAA. Okay. Okay, so, you know, they get freaked out when they find, God, hey, you guys, Chewie used to be friends with Roland. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it, I, I was friends with him. Yeah. You know, and he, he let was, me in, so. Was he a surfer or no? No, he's like, he's a Jewish, big time money Got movie it. guy. Got it. A great guy, but he, he, he rests in peace. So uh, I, uh, I asked my friend, my friend, what did you think? Because I tried to sell the narcos kind of shit a long time ago, and they, the Americans didn't get it. So you wanted to do something like that? A long time ago. This yeah. is a long time ago. This is way before you saw Because you guys lived it. You're like, man, yeah. there's a good, well, great I, story here. I was already, I was making the story. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're still living it. So I, I, where, where uh, so I, I asked them. I asked them, uh, "What do you think about the thing?" And because I, I, I tried to sell it to them the way before. 
And so this time he told fuck, shit, that's the shit, man, that's the shit. You know, because then they read what Don wrote about me. What do you I'll send you the story. Yeah, please. And then you're going to, this is, this is, you got to maintain that between us because it's not, it's not. Made public yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, you know, don't, don't tell everybody the butler did it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So. So if you don't mind me asking, you were moving product. Yeah. And that's, that was like. The nicest way. Yes. Yeah. We were because that's what everybody was doing. I'm not the only one. Yeah. The Huntington Beach was full of us. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, people was, you know that you don't even know it, they were doing that shit. So yeah, so was it uh, like all kinds of different no, contraband uh, or no? Uh, this yeah, uh, okay. um, because the whole thing was about if you get this and it's worth hundred dollars, or you get some pot, not like the you know three thousand right, dollar right. pot. I'm talking about the, if you're gonna weigh out. Pot versus yeah. the other. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Well, it, Don Ramsey, when he was on the we had him on the podcast, and we oh, talked well, about... He, he was involved in it, and he knows I, I know it. Yeah. And and he, um, was he met freaking see, Escobar. I, I, I don't do that shit. Yeah. But he met, have. he met Escobar, that one dude, what's that guy's name? Gosh. There was a guy that he... he uh, a friend of his that did that, right? And yeah, I, 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 I know who he is. Yeah. And Escobar was M- at Mark the Mark McFarland is the guy. Yeah, I think you're right. I think okay, that's and he was from Huntington. And there was a bunch of Huntington guys. That's why my my situation or my thing, I called my effort the Sur City Diaries. <laughs> okay? And it's not about Sur, Sur City, City Diaries. It's not about Sur City, yeah. it's about me. Yeah. But I, I call it a Sur City Diaries because I'm from Huntington. Yeah. And it didn't happen in Huntington. It happened all over the world. Wow. So the Sur City Diaries... So you never got and, caught. And I call it... I call, no, yes, I did. You did? <laughs> no, I didn't get popped. There's a lot of people with big mouths that get you in trouble. That's yeah. what happens. But uh, the Sur City Diaries, it's... it's I, but I'll send you a couple of things so you can get a better... Captivate a better, yeah, understanding what it's about, yeah, and it's and it's a, it's a, it's very good. Back in the seventies, I put that on there, and I also I call it the, uh, a fictionalized version of a true story. You know why I say that? Because it gives me leeway to say whatever I want, and they can believe it or not. Yeah, and, you know that's incredible. <laughs> that's right. God, me knows all, he knows me good. I mean, he knows the whole story. When I have even more exciting, uh, <laughs> the boys no, running I, deep. No, so. but, no, but um, because I, I tell you that you know it, the United States is not with God. Okay, I'll tell you that right now, because I mean I pray. No, it's not that I don't believe in God. I believe in God and I pray and everything, but it's like, uh, but you know, you heard it with. Bush said that he talked to God, or or, or Trump, I forget who it was, but they said they talked to God. We all talked to God, but they didn't talk to God because they were nice guys. You know, we murder people. <laughs> that one at a time, we fucking wipe out uh, world leaders 
it's the so-called yeah to basically New World pres Order. preserve yeah. preserve uh, the democratic belief in the world we don't do that <laughs> when we say you do we don't yeah so <laughs> man because and I tell you that the CIA is not the good guys of the world either right okay how do I know that I'll let you guess <laughs> this has become you, the most interesting you you've uh, ran across them at some point in your life no I, I was involved but but you know it was like sometimes every every people wrote about me a tons all over the world and, and they, they they called me the world most interesting man yeah I'm for real because like I, I didn't even call me they called me yeah you know and it just that's the way it happened and I don't agree and I don't dispute, you know, because I don't have the time for it. But, but we, <laughs> some of the biggest smugglers in the world, they have a three-letter acronym into their name. Yeah. For real. How do I know? Just because I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you know you're, you're, you're on the inside. Yeah. Well. Uh, because I just know, and then you know, nobody told me. So, did so, you get caught or no, spend time in jail or no? That, that, boy, one of the things that I could say that Huntington could be called is the blabbing capital of the world. Huntington is. Oh, yeah, there's a guy with a loose mouth. Yeah. There are some people that rather have you spend 15 years on vacation than to take six months yeah and they're around there they're still around there yeah you know, it's not a, and if they were in Mexico they wouldn't be around here anymore right no because people like that don't last in the real world yeah so crazy <laughs> so we know like I know we're kind of all over the place but you know we wanted to touch on like your art and when did you get have you always been I've always been an artist when I was a little kid I used to make little cartoons Little doodles and little drawings. Yeah, and, and I, 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 like little kids do. And when I got sick, I would make little cartoons. Yeah. And and I'm still. I'm no longer involved in this. Yeah. Because I, when I was, uh, you knew meet those kind of guys every like, when you were away, and I, when I was leaving, I they try to put me in some gnarly places, but yeah, I'm still here. So. Uh, they told me, oh, yeah, I go, I'm, when I was leaving, I, was, I felt like Rocky, you know, because they call me Doc, because I work at, uh, at, at, at the uh, infirmary, and I, and I was Doc, and, they, and they, I got along with them because I knew how they were there, Colombian, Mexicans, Crips, Bloods, you name it, and they, they call me Doc, I was Doc, you know, so when I was leaving, everybody was giving me <laughs> gave me cheers on my way out, you know, because I just, I always dress nice, and, and you'll see what Don Meek says about me. Yeah. yeah. Because I, and he says it on there that you know, he, sometimes you it, it, it's hard to believe it. Whatever Chewie says, he did, he did. Whatever, yeah. whatever Chewie says, he knows, he knows. Yeah. And that's what it, how it way the way it is. So. Real OG, I hear. Yeah. You know? But as far as the Huntington, hi. I started being a Huntington local. I've, I've been a local since the beginning. You know, been from and the the uh, Leonardo brothers. 
they were as good as it gets, as bad as it gets in it. And then, we, like, sometimes I, I was down in Cabo, I, I ate all over the place, and he goes, uh, he, uh, tell me, Leonardo, tell me. He started confessing to me, telling me that so and so, and da 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 da, it's, uh, we're here with this, and we're here with that, and I go, and I tell him, I go, you know what? It'd be good for you to keep that to yourself. To yourself, because see, my friend, <laughs> he he is a this and he is that. So yeah, <laughs> Tommy, yeah, he's like a friend of mine too, and Bobby too. But Tommy was cooler than Bobby. Bobby's too too loose you know, on the consumer side. Yeah. So your art, you brought over a couple things to oh, show. That one, that one is just it's not finished, but I mean, I done I've been doing. Uh, art forever yeah. surf art I, I'm, I'm well known all over the world as a surf artist but I do more than surf yeah I, I, I just I, went I just came back from you know C-Dub the MMA guy I don't know he, he hangs around it. I used to hang around with Figs okay but now he him and his, his girlfriend she, she's a really good big time attorney and she lives and they live up in Crestline they got a big old house there, so sometimes when they want me to paint something, they go up there and I paint, and I stay at their house. That's awesome. And I just There's got a them. picture that you brought over of uh, a <laughs> uh, fig, and it it looks like a photo. Yeah. Did you, did you see I kind of glanced at it, but now I haven't seen it up close. Yeah, that I. It looks like a photo, like it's, but it's a it's it's painting. it it's the uh, it's the from. Uh, it's on the surfboard that I did for Sumo, and it's at the shop. And yeah. they're going to release it later, right? I, I, you know, it's funny. You tell somebody, it's not an artist, and you tell them, okay, you got to get the spray can. Make sure it's it's not glossy, that it's a matte finish. Yeah. And they, you know, they come back, and it's glossy. Gloss. <laughs> I go, like I said, like, ten times, they go, why not gloss? Because when you... Take a photo, or rather, you have glass on top of that photo. It's a reflection. And you take a photo, you can't see it. Yeah. It's like all over the place. So that's why. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that and uh, Michael Ogres, you know, he's still he's still doing all kinds of stuff. He's supposed to do uh, the story of Sonny Garcia. Oh wow! But you know, with Sonny, Sonny is. I don't know if he's even well anymore. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to get any info from anybody. Well, he choked, he choked himself out where he didn't have any more oxygen, uh, more oxygen in his brain, so yeah. he's, he's like done. Yeah. yeah. Sad. And, uh, and, uh, he's a friend, but, but uh, like I said, one time I was like, when I ran the US Open, they got, there's a cop named Joe Consoli. He was like the sergeant on the beach, you know, you know, all the cops are on the beach. And then I got a phone call from Joe Consoli and said, he goes, hey, Chewy, um, your girlfriend's getting, getting ha hassled at the hotel. Because I, I keep her at the hotel. At, uh, and she'd go, what's wrong? And he goes, oh, he, her, her kid tried to drown Sonny Garcia's son. Oh my gosh, at the pool? <laughs> Yeah, so like, Sonny was so harassing. Sonny, you know, was, no, Sonny he wouldn't do shit. He's, he he's just go. I know where it's true. I know where the kids are. <laughs> so okay, man. <laughs> but you know, he knows I know. 
I'm well known in Hawaii too. Yeah, yeah. I know everybody. So all the scary guys for Sunny are buddies of mine. Yeah. So they didn't pay much attention, but you know, or, or my girlfriend is a a, a Russian, but really she's a Russian. She was a Russian actress at back one of those times, and and Joe called me again. He goes, hey. Okay, can you come down to the north side of the pier? I go, what's up? He goes, uh, it's about your girlfriend. I go, oh, God. So I went to the north side. I'm the one that said all, all that stuff that's set up now. And that wasn't like that ever. So I did all that stuff. And uh, he, he told me that my Russian girlfriend, she was playing naked. <laughs> Didn't realize, yeah, you can't go. Topless. Can't do that here. It's not a Euro you beach. Can't, you, can't, you can't do that in America. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So things like that. But tell the story, don't tell the one part of the story though. Not yet. Which part? Well the part I was just telling you about. Right. Well, but, yeah, yeah, he'll have to do some editing for sure. Yeah. Well all you gotta do is you got my phone and I'm 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 hearing back and hearing back. Yeah. So and that's why I'll tell you the last part. I went to uh, I was with Don and Don called me and he said that uh they had a major, you'll see this, this is written in the way I'm going to send you. He asked, he, he said that he had a, a, he describes it as a major brand manufacturer with Rip Curl because, you know, Pat never wanted me to, to be mingling with, uh, with uh, Rip Curl because I was O'Neill. I used to live with his dad and everything. So anyway, he, he, he contacted me and said he wanted to, that, that they wanted, first they, we talked about the U.S. Open and they, and they put me on the list, on the line to do the U.S. Open. So I, uh, he told me that he wanted me to, to have a meeting with, with Rip Curl to, to seek uh, doing an, a major surfing event in Mexico. They don't get any better than me for Latin America, I'll tell you yeah. that. So I went to the meeting and they, uh, and he describes me as this, you know, a, a completely bilingual guy with a pencil thin mustache in a Armani suit and <laughs> this and that. <laughs> and uh, I went to the meeting and, and uh, PT had told him that don't ever go to Mexico without Chewy. And I, I'm the guy that, that, when my friends get in trouble, they call me for, for help. Yeah. Even Drew Campion, you know, they call me up. He, this guy showed up at Potoles with, what, AR-15s and 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 uh, heavy weaponry. Yeah. At the beach to kick surfers out. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, but. Uh, we have a lot of ways in Mexico, and I, the Mexican government has really got behind surfing. Definitely. But there's a couple of guys that got involved that they're not even surfers. They don't, like, I mean, like, I, I brought the Olympic Committee to surfing in Mexico. It wasn't Fernando. Fernando's my friend. Yeah. But, you know, he, it was way before he even started thinking about the Olympic Committee in surfing. And I got... Last, yesterday I was talking to one of the guys over there, and his his either his dad or his grandfather, what 
who brought me into the whole that picture was the Mexican president. He was the director of, of uh, federal tourism. Hmm. You know, and uh, good people to know, right? That's why I, when I do the events, I always have the Marines, the soldiers, the three different cops. But that's part of the whole story. <laughs> you know people in high places get and the job done I do I know I'm here yeah you know so that's why it makes it fascinating yeah you're I, one fascinating I, when, dude when I, I was, just, when I was talking to my friend I was going to ask him, what did you think about the because the, the, they filmed me and they asked me a million questions that I from the AA and the, <laughs> you know you ask him what do you think it was Oh, God, this is Jeff, Joey. And I was, and then I asked me another question. So I said, I started and finished with. Let me it, pause this real quick. Was, there's no, the young guys are around me all the time, you know, like in the, they're looking for sponsorship. And I'm 72 years old. And my friends, my friends come up and he goes, hey, Joey, try this on. Hey, Joey, check this out. And they give me boards, they give me everything. So all the young kids, they, 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 their gig with me was just like, <laughs> Okay, sponsor boy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, dude, thanks for sharing your story with us. Yeah, I mean, it's been incredible. Like, keep keep it more palatable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to. Obviously, there's a lot that isn't on on the World Wide Web out there, yeah. you know, and that's why these interviews are so incredible. Because incredible. You get the real life story. Yeah. And, so, man. dude. Thanks for sitting down with us. No problem. Yeah. Uh, I just keep that one on the lighter side of things until I tell you. Yeah, this is a need, you have, need to know basis. You have way more than just what I told you. Yeah. Well, we'll after it comes out, we'll, we'll do a follow-up for sure. Because I'm going to be looking for that. You yeah. know? I'll be looking to have it come out. Yeah. Yes. Us too. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Roberto Chewy Madrigal. You! <laughs> Bonsai Bowls, hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations, two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls, go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill, clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com for all your party pack and catering needs. You can also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. <laughs> Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Foo Wax. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. 
Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 